Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a long episode. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> Gee, yo! Yay, I, I don't have I, to I, edit this week. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, hello. Hello, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I am Michael Lister. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Why do you sound like you need to be convinced? What? I said it right this time. You should be, <laughs> you should be proud of me that I know my I... name. We are, we are. Uh, and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Experiencing Yay. the podcast, which is called Fred. Yes. Nice. That is correct. Nice. Welcome to the show, everybody. Woo. Great to be back. We yes. have a lot to get through today. So, Fulia, yes. my darling dear, what is a highlight of your past seven days? Uh, well, I've done a lot of watching. Um, nice. So I watched the original short, Disney's Ferdinand the Bull. Oh. And it was a short film, which is what the 2017 animated was film was based on. Based on. Okay. Because yeah. oh. that wasn't made by Disney. Ferdinand the Bull? The, the oh, long, Ferdinand. The longer one. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's it's on blue, Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus because now but it is owned by Disney, but yeah. it was distributed by Fox, made by Blue Sky Studios. Yes, this is true. Yes. Um, but I didn't realise it came from a Disney yeah, yeah. short. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was obviously inspired by it. That's um, cool. The, the Disney short was about, about seven-ish minutes. Um, and it was really interesting. Uh, it sort of takes from the overall idea on, and story of the fact that Ferdinand doesn't want to be the traditional bull that fights in the rings, um, at bullfighting uh, rings, but loves flowers and just lazing <laughs> around and enjoying his little spots up on top of the hill under the tree. Um, where <laughs> And then the, um, the 2017 adaptation being a feature length, uh, they went a little bit beyond that. Um, but overall made it that you can be you pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> be yourself. You don't have to be what others perceive you to be. Um, or, you know, you don't have to be forced into a career that you don't want to do. I yeah. Suppose, yeah. Which is the, the story of that film. <laughs> Good life lessons. You do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally. Exactly. Um, so I watched that because I had no idea it existed. And then when I saw it, I was like, I'm watching it. Uh, and then proceeded to watch the 2017 film after nice. that. Um, I also got a chance to finally watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ooh. Um, I enjoyed it overall. There's mm-hmm. a lot of touchy moments uh, and subjects oh, yeah. about the film. Yeah. Um, 
it's very emotional and there's a lot going on um especially for Chadwick Boseman's character yeah Levy yeah Levy yeah that man I I I feel for the character I Mm. I understand that I put aside the fact that he's an African-American just the fact that no one gave him a chance um yeah to show everybody what he can do in terms of as a musician. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was which was really sad to see. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I can see why it was definitely nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, um, a, couple, a couple of noms yeah, out of that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And holy crap, Chadwick Boseman, man. Like, seriously. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Just yeah. heartbreaking. His monologues were oh. amazing. <laughs> I cried so much. Like, I just felt this intensity <sighs> within me, uh, like yeah. this pressure. And I just yeah. was like, wow. Mm. Just And especially the way that he performed those monologues were just, yeah. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Really, really good. Incredible. Yeah. Um, another thing that I will also say that I watched uh, as of today's recording I watched Mrs. Doubtfire with my Discord family uh, because that's what they wanted to see. They voted for it. So I was like, fine, because it's comedy month for us. Um, And it was really nice to go back and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. It's so fun. Hello! Hello! (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss that, man. Robin Williams, man. We all do. Oh, man. Okay. Mm. Um... I also, for the first time, worked stock take. <laughs> yeah. I did my one shift of stock take, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. Um, it didn't take the five hours that I was rostered on for. <laughs> it only took about three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, like, it was still interesting, um, although a little repetitive. But, <laughs> you know, so-so. <laughs> We got to be in the store where no customers were around. That was the main thing. Yeah. It was my first time being able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just have the shenanigans when yes. we can. Yes. Um, and uh, I will say just the usual. I've been streaming. Um, and I started to do some cross-stitch. Picked up a new hobby. So oh. I was like, oh, let's... Let's let's do something different. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I picked up a little uh, a little mini kit, a mini cross stitch kit, um, and it is going to be of like some cherries. Oh, cute! Yeah. So I thought we'll start with something simple mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to be too difficult. I still had to look up some YouTube tutorials to see how to even start these things mm-hmm. because looking at the the paper instruct instructions was just not enough. So I thought. Uh, and especially with me, I'm a very visual learner. So I thought if I watch someone else actually starting these type of kits, maybe it'll help me to actually get this thing started. So that's what I did. And it really helped. So Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it for me in terms of the week. Uh, just been good week. Yeah, been playing games, been watching lots of TV. And yeah. Nice. That's about it. How about you, Michael? Uh, quite well, um, considering, uh, from last week I had to edit it, uh, edited, uh, <laughs> and I have, uh, uh, a very new, very new appreciation for Leo on, on editing. 
<laughs> considering I didn't I didn't have uh, the software that you usually use, um, Audition, I was doing mm. it on Audacity, which is even more fiddly. Yeah. <laughs> trying to cu- trying to cut down uh, my <laughs> trying to cut down my um. Uh, contribution, because you can still hear uh, the feedback over my over my headphones yeah. into the mic. So that was a bit of fun. Now you understand. Yes, but I'm, I was also juggling parenting duties as well. I was just saying, hey Zelda, go go watch your PJ mask. Uh, Daddy, Daddy's doing Daddy's doing work. <laughs> I'll so, be with you soon. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll play. With you. I'll, I'll feed you soon because it was around that tea time. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? Fish, fish and chips. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, that, that that was great. Um, yeah. So with that appreciation, I'll pro- probably um, cut down on my rambling. So I won't be talking <laughs> too much. <laughs> It's funny how you go back and edit this and you're like, gee, I really do ramble on a bit. Or maybe I just didn't say enough or I don't think I like what I said there, so cut. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I tend to do. (laughs) So a lot of the things that you guys might be hearing on the podcast, there may have been things missing. Yeah. (laughs) Left on the editing for Yeah. I mean, like last week, fully, you you were absolutely racist. And oh. I had I had to cut out so much, so much stuff that that I needed to take out. So much that I needed to take out because you were horrible. You were absolutely uh-huh. horrible. And I know that you're editing this week, so you're probably going to take out what I'm saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. But I don't know. Do you want to do it for laughs or not? So anyway, um, speaking of um, Mrs. Doubtfire, I, um, I'm subscribed to a um, uh, a Twitter thing, a Twitter a Twitter person called Discussing Films, uh, discussing films, not disgusting films. But and it was talking about Mrs. Doubtfire, how, how um, Christopher Columbus uh, said there's no NC17 version. Because they were talking about, you know, the Snyder Cut and all that. It's like, oh, if you were going to do, like, a uh, director's cut, uh, what would you do, considering Christopher Columbus has done um, a lot of family films? And he says, that, well, with Mrs. Doubtfire, there is no NC-17 version, but there could be an R-rated version. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've seen this article. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I thought... Yeah, I want, I want, I want the R-rated, R-rated Doubtfire. <laughs> just, just yeah, Robin it. Williams improvising yeah. a lot. Yeah, and probably swearing, I imagine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we're not going to get the uh, four-hour version of Aladdin where he's just going absolutely balls to the wall and chucking everything that he can. <laughs> like that would be awesome to to listen to, yeah. but yeah, you know, Disney, we're not going to get it. Yeah, so uh, uh, what else with my week? Well, uh, I also did a lot of watching as well. The uh, final episode, season finale of uh, DuckTales was out out this week. Uh, They're they're completely finished. The new DuckTales reboot only did for three seasons. And um, yeah, I liked it. It was a a 90-minute episode where they... 
uh, tied up a lot of loose ends, a lot of a lot of things, and yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it. It's just if you if you are like me and you you were brought up on Disney afternoon cartoons, it's definitely a good a good watch, a good good tug at your heartstrings, and and also yeah, it's nostalgia. It's a, a huge nostalgia bomb, and and uh, yeah, they're. They've stopped doing it, and it's bittersweet, but it was still good. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because you know it's it is a kids' show, and I, I think if anyone anyone out there that enjoys um, you know ducked out all, all those uh, Disney afternoon shows like like Tailspin, uh, Darthwing Duck, uh, even there's a there was a, a gargoyles reference in this episode, which is really <laughs> and I thought, wow, you're you're really you're really yeah, what's the word? You're you're really cutting deep. Uh, what's that of that phrase? It, uh, deep cuts. That's what it is. They're doing deep cuts of all through all throughout that, and, um, and yeah, and and after this, they're doing a Darthwing Duck reboot, which I am all for that. Because that was my fucking bread and butter. That was my jam. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so so happy that they're going to do that, and I want to, I want that just inserted into my veins. I just want I just want to see that. I just want that. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Besides all the stuff that we're going to be talking about later on, of course, I, I saw Snyder and I, and I saw Winter Soldier. So and 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 Falcon, 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 the Winter Soldier. <laughs> or I would like to say the the Lethal Weapon show that we uh, that we didn't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And Riggs is crazy. Yeah, laughing in your cup. Yes, taking a sip of my tea. Yeah, what about you, Kendall? Do you like laughing in cups? I do, I just did it. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of, of that echoey sound. Yes, as we know, as, especially when I edit. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't hurt me. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> do like nothing sound I can effects. do about it. <laughs> yeah, don't you like sound effects, Fulia? Because hmm? I can, I can do sound effects. It's okay, we don't need it. Okay, <clears throat> okay. 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 So, Fulia. So. Uh, not me, Kendall. <laughs> what happened to you all week? <laughs> me or Fulia? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Kendall, it's your turn. We're off the rails already and we're still in the intros. I love it. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yes, my week. Uh, similar to Fulia's and the fact that I did stock take and I also watched a bunch of stuff. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, stock take was good, done, dusted for another six months, and then we'll do it all again in September. Um, so that's fine and fun. Uh, and then I had Wednesday off, and that was good. Um, I re I actually rewatched the theatrical cut of Justice League mm. to, to compare them, so I will save my thoughts on that till yep. later. Um, and then watched the Snyder Cut, of course, on Thursday night when that came out. Um, so I have binge, guys. I, I, I caved and I got binged because it was the only the only way to legally 
uh, watched the Snyder Cut, uh, and I wanted to, and I wanted to do it legally. So, <laughs> but but it's only a <laughs> but it's only a two week free trial. So, um, because it's it's not as cheap as as Amazon and Disney Plus. It's a bit dearer. So, I, yeah, but I, it's Foxtel. Because Foxtel. So I may del- may may remove it before I they charge me. But um, I haven't decided yet. Um, now that I do have binge though, I'm thinking of checking out Superman and Lois because even my parents are watching it and really liking it. Okay. So I'm like, well, if my mum and dad like it and I know my dad loves Superman, um, cause he and I both share, share the same love for the Superman film score by John Williams. It's both his and my favorite score of yeah. all time. Um, but anyway, they, they, they recommended that to me and Wayne's recommended it to me and I, um, very keen. So I'll probably be checking that out. I watched um, half of the first episode. Hmm. Mm. Have no. I don't know. I need to finish okay. it. <laughs> finish it. Finish it and get back to us. It. It just um, go. Is this what we're doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something different. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho's. Anywho's. Yeah. So that was Thursday night Snyder cut, and then. Um, uh, yeah, obviously Falcon Winter Soldier started, so we'll talk about that later. And then, uh, on Saturday night, I caught up with Christina and we went to the movies and saw Nomadland. Cool. Which is one of the best picture nominees, um, starring Frances McDormand and directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. Um... One of those really nice movies that kind of restores your faith, not only in humanity, but in our planet, Um, because it's kind of about these people who just like to live on the road. You know, they live in RVs, they live in vans, and they just move from site to site throughout the the US, um, through like Arizona and Nevada and... Uh, Montana and all these beautiful places and it's the movie captured the scenery gorgeously so it's it's beautifully shot and edited and Frances McDormand was heartbreaking with her performance with what her character had gone through and um yeah but I absolutely loved it so I'm very much expecting some some Oscar wins out of out of the many nominations it got this week but I'll talk about that very shortly as well but it was a good movie so yeah so that's kind of been my week now I'm here Speaking of Oscars, mm. have you seen all of the Best Picture nominees? Not yet. No, not yet. I let me let me bring it up. Let me jump jump <laughs> jump jump ahead into the nerdy news a little. Um, but Quick, I, do the thing. Out of, do the thing. Out of all, <laughs> out of the Best Picture nominees, I've seen one, two, three. I've only seen four out of the eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I've only seen half of them. Okay. Um, Manx on Netflix and um, The Father hasn't been released in cinemas yet. Uh, and I have and Sound of Metals on Amazon Prime. And um, Judas and the Black Messiah is Christina and I's next film we're going to the movies to see. Cool. So, so you will have seen so, five of them at least. Yes. Yeah, so I will have seen most of them yeah. by the time. The Oscars are not for another month, so I will have seen all oh, of them. Oh, you got time. Yeah. We'll have so, seen all of them by then. But yeah, I've only seen half of them, so... So, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog's not not in there? I know, disappointing, Complete right? snub. An absolute snub. Like, it was clearly one of the best... That and Birds of Prey, like, should be in the Best Picture nominations. Ah, for nah, Sonic the, the Hedgehog. For 2020. You know what? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I, I know I'm probably going to be the first one to say this, but I think the Oscars are political. 
Oops. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, fair enough, Mike. Fair enough. Speaking yeah. of news, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> yes, let's not beat around the proverbial bush anymore. It's time for the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, it's nerdy news time. And sadly, we must start off the news with uh, a sad announcement because during the week... We lost uh, a, a wonderful actor by the name of Yafet Koto, um, who passed away at the age of 81. Um, he was most known um, for uh, quite a few roles. He was in The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he had uh, a recurring role on Homicide Life on the Street in the 90s um, with um, Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, give, cool. give you a little yeah reference. So not the first time he's played a cop. <laughs> um, he was also uh, the villain of uh, the awesome James Bond film Live and Let Die, which I need to rewatch because I haven't seen it in so long. But um, it's it's fantastic, and he was really good in it. Um, but for me, I most know Yafet Koto uh, from uh, Alien, where he played Parker, uh, one of the crew of the Nostromo. Um, so Alien's one of my favourite movies ever. Um, my favourite horror movie, in fact, if you, you want to go that far. Um, and I really like Parker. He was always, probably outside of Ripley, he was probably my favourite one of the crew. Like, he was funny. He was, you know, a good, a good leader amongst the, amongst the members of the Nostromo. And, um, like, Yafet Kotto actually, like, just did such a great job portraying him in that. He was very engaging, great screen presence to watch. Um, And I was always upset when he met his demise (laughs) at the hands of the Xenomorph uh, in that one. But uh, he does make it almost to the end of the film, at least. So, Uh, But, yeah, he sadly has left this earth and he most definitely will be missed and leaves behind an incredible legacy of film and television roles. So thank you so much, Yafet Kotto, for your excellent work over the years. Um, all right, let's let's change gears and move into some happier news now. Uh, starting with some Marvel news, we've got some casting for the upcoming Secret Invasion Disney Plus series, currently starring um, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Um, it's going to be following them. Um, after, I suppose, the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, where we see Nick Fury up in space on the ship with scrolls everywhere, and um, they're going to be tracking down this rogue faction of scrolls who are on Earth and impersonating people, uh, which is a reference to the huge secret invasion storyline that ta- uh, took place in the comics. Um, so when we found out they were going to do scrolls in the MCU with Captain Marvel, everyone wondered if Secret Invasion was going to come into it then, and it didn't, but they're doing a show, uh, and people have been questioning whether or not it would work as a TV show because it's such a big storyline in the comics, but I'm all for it and very excited 
But the cool thing that was announced this week was uh, this certain actor joining the cast, Kingsley Ben Adir from One Night in Miami. Uh, he played Malcolm X in that movie and did a phenomenal job and, in my opinion, got snubbed by the Academy um, for an Oscar nomination. But um, nevertheless, he's going to be in the MCU playing the villain of the show. Uh, and people are speculating that it will be the uh, leader of this rogue scroll fra- uh, faction on Earth. Um causing mayhem and chaos so i'm very very excited to see him because yeah he's a very talented actor so that's going to be really really cool but no idea who exactly in terms of what character but we'll find out probably next year i think uh when that comes out uh in some sony marvel news we've got another covid related delay to mention uh venom 2 let there be carnage has been delayed yet again Uh, It was supposed to be coming out on the 25th of June this year. Um, That was either its second or third new release date. I'm, again, losing track of this whole thing. Um, But it has been moved from that day to the 17th of September. So only uh, like three, just under three months away from its original new date. So, yeah, so not not terrible news, but yeah, a little bit of a delay. So we have to wait a little bit longer to see Tom Hardy back as Venom. Um, but I'm sure it will be worth the wait. In other movie news, this is very interesting and I am very apprehensive, but who knows what will happen. Ace Ventura is returning. Um, there's going to be a third film in the franchise uh, in the works at Amazon Prime, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the writers of Sonic the Hedgehog, coincidentally also starring Jim Carrey, um, are jumping on board to pen the script for this one. Uh, so that's very, very cool. The production, same production company who gave us the original films is also on board. Uh, no word yet that I've seen uh, from Jim Carrey himself to say that he's back, but I'd be very surprised if they were going forward with an Ace Ventura film. And he's not involved. I think he is involved. Yeah. From okay. what I, I did a little research on it. And Ooh. I think he said that he's going to be back on. Okay. Yeah. All right. I read a couple of different articles and I couldn't see any yeah. reference to him. Saying Don't anything. quote me on it. I could be wrong. No. But I'm, I'm sure pre- you're I'm, right. I'm pretty sure he will be back on. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Because, yeah, look, it would be weird if he wasn't, to be honest. It'd be like that time they tried to do a Dumb and Dumber sequel without, you know, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. And that turned out super well. Um, but anyway, that's really exciting. Hopefully it kind of follows more of the Bill and Ted face the music route, uh, as opposed to the coming to America route, um, <laughs> not, not to, not to throw sass or shade, but there it is. Uh, okay. And wrapping up the movie news for this week, um, the Oscar nominations were announced at the beginning of the week. Uh, some really, really cool things happened with that um, because there were a few record-breaking kind of uh, nominees in this year. Like, for example, we had um, two female directors nominated in the same category at the same time. It's never happened before. Um, And obviously Chloe Zhao being the first Asian-American woman to be nominated for Best Director. Fabulous news. Viola Davis uh, picked up a nomination for Best Actress for her role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And, uh, yeah, and it makes her the first, I think, the first African-American woman to receive four 
Oscar nominations now. Wow. So she's becoming the next Meryl Streep. It's bloody fabulous. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, so um, in terms of the other Best Director nominations, Lee Isaac Chung got nominated for his work on Minari. So there are two Asian filmmakers nominated for Best Director at the Oscars this year. Um, so wonderful. Um, Netflix got a lot of nominations. Uh, Mank, of course, being the, their big tentpole film, got the most nominations out of the bunch. Uh, Defy of Bloods got a nomination. Um, and definitely Delroy Lindo got snubbed for Best Actor, if you ask me. That's very disappointing, but at least the film got recognised in some form. The Trial of Chicago 7 got uh, uh, six nominations. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom earned five, um, including... So bittersweet, uh, Chadwick Boseman getting a Best Actor nomination. Um, I really think he's going to win, and uh, it's going to, you know, there's not going to be a dry eye in the house, let's just say that. Um, but yes, yeah, so the Best Picture nominees, as we hinted at earlier, they are thus, if I can load up my article that I have in front of me... Um, Da, 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 da. Okay, so The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. So those are the best films in the running for this year's uh, top tier Oscar award. Um, and yeah, it's just incredible, especially the uh, best actor category too was very diverse. Riz Ahmed getting a nomination for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, of course, Stephen Yeun for, uh, for Minari. Um, this is just crazy to see him get a nomination. Really awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, if you want to look at the full list of the Oscar nominations, of course, they're available online. Um, and also must give a special shout out to the fact that um, the uh, incredible song from the Eurovision yes. Story of Fire Saga <laughs> got nominated for Best Original Song. How good. I had to go back and re-listen to it. Uh, and I watched, there's an official video for it on, on YouTube and just to remember what the song was. And then I, as it was being performed, I was like, oh, I can see why it's been nominated for an Oscar because it's it's a cracker. Or should I say, not to make a pun, but to make a pun, uh, it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> the song is fire. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really awesome too. Um, all right, in TV news now, uh, three, count them, one, two, three, new Game of Thrones series uh, spin-offs are in the works at the moment, um, which is just insane to just even read about because, you know, we still haven't gotten our first spin-off from Game of Thrones yet. That's been long in production. That's the House of Dragon series. Uh, so... These three are going to be following very different aspects of Westeros. Um, the first one, the working title at the moment is called Nine Voyages. And is going to be following uh, the character of Lord Corlys Valerian. Um, so he's the head of House Valerian in Game of Thrones. He's, and his character is going to be appearing in the House of the Dragon series. So this is all kind of a spin-off out of a spin-off, they're saying. Um, the next one is, uh, the working title is 10,000 Ships and will revolve around the warrior, warrior queen, Princess Nymeria, um, who founded the Kingdom of Dawn, which is where the Martell clan uh, call home. Um, uh, one of the seven kingdoms 
of Westeros. Um, and the other show is, uh, I've skipped it. Where is it? There it is. Okay. So there is going to be a show focusing on Flea Bottom, which is kind of the, I don't know, the Skid Row slummy kind of, uh, part of King's Landing, uh, where some shady goings on, um, happen, but some heroes are born because that's where, uh, Gendry Baratheon was born in Davos Seaworth as well. So um, that's going to be really interesting. So those three shows are hopefully going to be seeing the light of day in the next few years. Um, Heaps of Game of Thrones stuff coming. Hopefully they're all good. Fingers crossed. Um, Okay, next in TV news, American Horror Story fans should be very excited this week because we finally have the announcement of the title of season 10 and what it's going to be about. Um, it's called American Horror Story Double Feature. And that Science is a reference. fiction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many people online are, were, were, were just like, oh, are they doing Rocky Horror? Is, is this what's, <laughs> what, what this is happening? Science fiction double feature. Uh, but yes, it's called Double Feature. The reason for that is because um, they are doing two separate storylines in the same uh, season. Um, one's going to follow one cast by the sea, apparently, according to Ryan Murphy, it's by the sea. And then the other will follow another cast by the sand. And they've only announced one of the casts so far. So we have no idea what else is coming. Uh, but it's very, very exciting stuff. So that's going to be a huge season when that is later in the year, especially because Macaulay Culkin's going to be in it. <laughs> and I can't wait to see him be bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> And to see Evan Peters again after seeing him in WandaVision. So that's going to be cool. All right. Boner. Lastly. <laughs> Boner. Lastly. Still a, still a terrible joke. It's still uh, funny. Lastly. In the- <laughs> I, just lo- I, just love- I just love it when, when they just take, take a dive and saying fuck you to the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, I was a big do. fan of the Manda- <laughs> Mandarin be- being a fucking actor. I thought. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. no, I love that. I love that. I just. <laughs> I don't dirty humor just doesn't always work with me but mm. anyway gold leader um lastly in the news this week um this is disappointing to hear but I'm still excited uh killing eve is coming to an end in 2022 with its fourth season uh they're going out on a high which is a highly recommended highly recommended decision uh for popular shows such as this um it was supposed to end this year, uh, but because COVID delayed filming, uh, they're not able to have filming done until this year. And the last season, the last eight episodes will air in 2022. However, they are working on spin-offs as well, uh, focusing on the supporting characters of the, the cast. So, um, yeah, it won't be completely the end of Killing Eve next year, but the main story focusing on Villanelle and Eve will come to a close. But I can't wait to see it. Because it's such a good show. Okay, everybody, that's the nerdy news for this week. Done. Done, done, done. And now I would really like to hear what y'all think about it. So, Fulia, please take me through your thoughts on the news. Sure. What y'all think? What y'all think? (laughs) Uh, First off, I'd like to pay my my respects to Yafet Koto. Um, Definitely a legend in the entertainment world. Um, I knew him mostly for um, the villain in Live and Let Die, the James Bond film. Live and Let Die. 
Probably one of the best themes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um, way up there. Yeah. Uh, and his villain name was uh, Kananga, or also known as Mr. Big. Okay. Um, and he was just all about power. Like most of these villains in the James Bond films are about power. But in this instance, he was going about getting power in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it was through um, a young lady who did um, tarot readings. Oh. And apparently they would come true. I don't. I, stuff. I really haven't seen this movie forever. Yeah. I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Roger Moore. It's insane. It's a, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a Roger, Roger Moore, Moore one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and nice. yeah, it was a, it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, and Yafet Koto was really good um, as the villain. Uh, so he will be sadly missed, unfortunately. Um, I I've never heard of Kingsley Ben Adir. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen him in anything. Um, I did go through his little um, his little list of films, his filmography to see. If I had of maybe seen something that I don't remember, but unfortunately I have not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited to see what he's all about in uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, Venom 2 being delayed, kind of good for me because I still haven't watched the first one. <laughs> 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 I still need time to watch the first one. <laughs> Okay, so I've got an extra three months. Yeah, uh, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> when I know the date's coming, I will watch the first okay, one. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, that's probably all I'll mention about that. <laughs> um, Ace Ventura three. I really hope it's a sequel. Yeah, not a reboot. Yeah. From what I've read online, um, no one knows whether it's going to be a sequel or a reboot. Okay. I feel that it needs to be a sequel because I want to see where Ace Ventura is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what most of us want. Yeah. And like, obviously it's, I don't know whether it's going to be as great as what the originals were. Cause those two films, especially number um, two, number two yeah. when nature calls are legendary comedic films, and I love them. I, yeah, I yeah. love both of them, but I love the, the second one more. Um, I think that was the first one I watched. I hadn't <clears throat> realized there was a sec- like a first one. Oh, sure. So I watched When Nature Calls first, yeah. and then found out there was a, there was a number one, which was Pet Detective, mm. and then I went back and watched the first one, um, which is still pretty good as well for its time. Uh, but I feel number two was a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully number three will be a sequel and it'll be just as good. Um, but I don't know if it's going to meet that caliber of quality in comedy. Maybe not, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, Oscar nominations. Oh my goodness. Mank with the most nominations mm-hmm. from what I saw on the list. Um, and I still have to watch it and I really want to. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it just because, yes. you know, it's a David Fincher film. It's in black and white. It's all stylized and it's based on true story and it's set in, you know, 1930s Hollywood. Like that's just. Yeah. And you know, Gary Oldman getting a best actor nomination as well. Yeah. Great. So I really want to see <clears throat> what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, 
you know, Viola Davis being nominated for Best Actress or, you know, Actress in a Lead Role, I can see why. Yeah. After watching My Randy's Black Bottom, yeah. I can I can totally understand yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. power from that from her that came through was amazing. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Yeah. Animated feature film. I'm kind of excited that Soul's on the list. Yeah. Because that was a really beautiful film. It was great. Um, and I believe uh, Soul also got a nomination for soundtrack or music. Yeah, but a score. I'm score, sure. score. That's Original the one. Score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm really uh, happy to see that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to also see Onward being nominated. Oh my goodness, that movie is yeah. beautiful. It's so wonderful. Such a great message uh that they bring across in that film Mm -hmm. so i'm so glad to see that in there um cinematography like i said i really need to watch mank Mm -hmm. um i love different like i love watching films for their cinematography um and so mank looks like one of those things and i can see why it's been nominated i want to see more of it um I've seen the trial of the Chicago Seven, so I can see why that's been nominated in terms of mm-hmm. cinematography as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. I don't blame. I don't blame the. <laughs> I don't blame the Academy for that. Um, yeah, and my goodness, like there are so many, so many awesome nominations. Um, I yeah, I'm just. I can't wait to see who wins. I know, I it's know. Gonna be, it's going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just seeing the fact that... <laughs> Husevic got that, Yeah, Husevic got uh, a nomination for for Best Original Song mm-hmm. in, a, in a feature film is going to be interesting to see because uh, they're up against some big ones as well. They are. So, yeah, yeah we'll see how that one goes because, you know, they're up against Hear My Voice from Child of... Chicago 7, Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, scene from The Life Ahead and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Um, yeah. So that's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, and like you, how many of the best picture films have I seen? I've seen one. I've seen one. <laughs> 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 That's all I've seen. That was great. Um, but was. hopefully that'll be two once I watch Mank. Yes, yes, it will. Because I really am excited to watch that one. Nice. Uh, and I think that kind of rounds up my news thoughts. Great. For this week. Awesome. Uh, Love it. Over to you, Michael. Thank you, Fulia, for that invitation. <laughs> 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 well, yes, i got to re- pay my respects to, to uh, well, Fett. Oh, such a such a big ball of talent he was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Live and Let Die was my... It's it's close to one of my favourite Bonds, especially with Roger Moore. And and uh, first time I saw a African-American doing blackface, which is, which is absolutely weird. The first time you meet him, he's actually um, disguised as someone else, and he, do, and he does a zip, and he opens up and it's him. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, I completely I, forgot about that. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I and, I won't, and I won't mention uh, wh- uh, what happens to him at the end. <laughs> no. Do, do, do you remember Fulia? I 
Vaguely. I give you a hint. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, I remember now. Does he explode? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. He he ate a waffle fin mint. Okay. <laughs> he, he's Mr. Clear, so for, from, uh, from uh, uh, Meaning of Life. <laughs> yeah. Burger bucket. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's upsetting because I just had a realization. There's like there's not many not many of uh, the alien cast left. It's it's really sad because you got Ian Holm gone. You've got John mm. Hurt. You got Henry D. D. Statton. Ah, oh, I, yeah, I really love yeah. that film. I really yeah, love I love that, that movie too. Yeah. yeah. And um, apparently, uh, a little tidbit, he he was actually offered the the ro- role of uh, of um, uh, in Star Wars. Uh, he was going to be oh damn names the faces. Uh, oh yes, yeah. He was he was offered the role of uh, of um, uh, Billy D. Williams's character, Lando Calrissian. Yeah, he was a. He was uh, oh. originally going to play that, but he he didn't want to be typecasted because there was another space um, thing. Right, fair enough. Yeah, and he didn't want to fair be typecasted, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah and also that would have been he, interesting. He, yeah, and he was also offered the role of uh, John Luke Picard as well. Ah, yeah, interesting. Also yeah. very interesting. Mm. Wow. Okay, so I guess he he just kept getting offered sci-fi stuff, and he didn't want to. Yeah, it he down, it? yeah, he didn't want to do it. So, yeah, wow. just little tidbits, and it was it was exciting. That is interesting. Can I, thank you. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, that's what I do. I do like weird tidbits and and offshoots and stuff. That's that's <laughs> me. <great. laughs> non scripted you... ramblings. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> live on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> live. Still, We're doing it live. Still. You steal my name again. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal again. I'm going to be watching Kong versus versus Godzilla t- next week, so I'll be stealing. Hey, it, so. that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I look forward to watching your thoughts on it. <laughs> Michael yeah. getting permission on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word permission. Word. <laughs> Is yeah. it all right, Kendall, if I steal your ideas? <laughs> it's fine because look, it, it, it's not to not to gold lead or even further, but it's it's uh, worked out pretty well because your your reaction videos past 600 views now holy crap i didn't didn't see that yeah i checked it today when i uploaded my falcon in the winter soldier video which is ready for your viewing um you should all (laughs) watch it i watched it as soon as it came out because i'm a good friend yes you are (laughs) thank you what about you fulia did you watch it yeah i was (laughs) (laughs) cross-stitching fair enough excuse (laughs) <laughs> yes, so when I uploaded it, I noticed that yeah, that your model, your and Sammy's Mortal Kombat video has surpassed 600 views. I'm so kicking myself that I didn't do a reaction for it. I know because I had a really good reaction. You had a great reaction. It was so good. <laughs> That's alright. If they do another trailer, do a reaction video. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Funny enough, our, our date night has been planned, so we'll be watching that at, um, on the weekend. One mm-hmm. of the weekends, when when it, when it comes out that week, nice. So, yeah, and we're and we're trying to decide what we're going to have for dinner. Maybe Mexican kitchen. We don't know. 
Um, delicious. <laughs> oh, very delicious. I love me Mexican. Uh, speaking of Mexicans, uh, well, America. Uh, Ace Ventura, <laughs> number, th- number three. What a segue. That was a great segue. <laughs> uh, vague connection. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, uh, if it's going to be... A d- I don't think it... Well, with, with the previous movies, I don't think they're like direct sequels. I think it's just a character that that uh, happens to be the same character and it doesn't really have much connection to the other one. So uh, I don't mind if uh, it's not necessarily a direct sequel. Uh, and I don't think they're going to do a spin-off. I mean, you, can, you, you can't do that if, um, if um, Jim Carrey is going to be there. So... Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested in that. Hopefully, it's going to be you know <laughs> less transphobic at the end, uh, considering the first one. Um, yeah, it didn't really age well, did it? No. No. Um, <laughs> and you're right. For Leo, the second one's a whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> in that respect, uh, and they were both different, um, uh, different like styles. As well, if you if you really think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there were two different stories. Like watching them on their own, you wouldn't even like know that they were, you know, you know, the same. They come from the same sort of franchise, I suppose. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, in that instance, I think that's why I watched Nature Calls first because I had no idea about the first one, and so that one I watched on its own. And then when I found out about it, about the first one, I went back and watched it and be like, yeah, and there's no direct correlation. Like, there's no connection. No. It's just the fact that he is a pet detective that has then been flown to Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I will be interested to see what story they come up with for the third one. <laughs> Who killed Harambe? I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who really killed Harambe? It's, it's a moving it's on. State conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing <laughs> here. You are. That's yeah. okay. That's right. Oscars. Well, I don't really care about award shows, so yeah, whatever. Uh, the three um, Game of Thrones, which is actually funny because I'm actually starting to uh, listen to the audiobooks of Game of Thrones because oh. I'm because of the um, uh, TV on scratch off things that I. I want to do. I want to go back to watch um, uh, Game of Thrones, but but I haven't read the books, so I want to actually uh, familiarize myself with the books as well as the TV show, so I can get like little nuggets of anything. And at the, at the moment, the first season's uh, a real good faithful adaptation to the book that I'm listening to. It's like, oh yeah, I get, I get that. So I haven't been disappointed yet <laughs> uh, because. Because yeah, I've already seen what happens at the end, and and yeah, I'm gonna read gonna read all the books until they finish. And uh, having a look at the sort of um, uh, the book catalog, whatever you call it, the um, uh, the literary uh, bibliography, I don't know of of um, uh, of the Game of Thrones sort of canon. Uh, uh, I think the uh, spin-offs are actually from other books that he's actually written about about the uh, about the universe and not necessarily uh, the Fire and Ice um, saga 
which is what Game of Thrones was. So mm-hmm. I reckon the spin. Uh, I think the spin-offs are going to be a bit safe uh, with um uh, with their storytelling because it's already been written, so they can go off that instead of okay. like. Instead of trying to figure out an ending that's not there yet, because the yeah. two last books aren't out yet, and it's yeah, and you're not going to write yourself into a huge ditch, and, and having characters that completely forget what their mo- motivation is, and, and and they do something else that's completely out of left field. It's like, oh, what happened to character building? Now nah, we need to do this at the end. And I uh, see where that went now that I am hearing about all of this <laughs> because yeah. I haven't watched it through. Yeah, all the way. it was bad. <laughs> what I what I've heard is uh, the books, uh, pretty much the books are all up to uh, episode. It's either four or five. So you mean that, season? Yes, uh, the books that were. Uh, the books that are out are actually season season four to five, I think. Uh, I I could, be, I could be wrong. I remember hearing I remember hearing up to six. I think it was just season seven and eight were based on guidelines that George R. R. Martin gave to the creators. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Brandon, I'm pretty sure. I think that yeah, I'm I'm probably confusing like Brandon Brandon Stark's storyline. That's why he wasn't okay. in one one of the seasons because yeah. that's where he was up into the book, and then yeah. had to had to make it up at at the end that that he yeah yeah things happen. Don't, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't watched it because I want to see people in misery. Um, <laughs> American Horror Story that's coming out is also on the list of um, uh, TV on scratch off so. Uh, nice. So I'm gonna have to watch them. I, uh, I, I like started watching the first season, and I think I got up to like the third episode or something, and I just stopped. I don't know why, uh, because I really enjoyed it up up until then, and then I don't know, shit happened. Like I don't know, my child was born or something, so I had to do something else. Um, yeah, so get all nine seasons done, so ready for the tenth season yep maybe maybe next year so i'm happy with that and yeah it's just a uh just a series i really need to get into because i like my horror stories and Mm. and uh and i've heard good things so that's good yes it's very good yeah so kendall do you like good things i do (laughs) yes i do i do for instance, <laughs> segue to you. Elaborate. To move Elaborate. On. No, no, no. I'm gonna gonna. Oh, you're actually gonna answer his question? No, I'm gonna save it for later because we have good things to talk about later. Yes, so. we do. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, that's nerdy news done for this week. Uh, everybody, hope you all enjoyed that. Which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All right, trailer park time. Yeah. Here we are. Let's go. Let's do it. And we're gonna we're gonna start with a trailer for an upcoming TV series called The Irregulars. 
um, which is going to be on Netflix very soon. And I, yeah, I really like this trailer. Um, it was well done, well put together, well edited. Looks very interesting. Um, I'm going to assume it's based on a book series. Uh, it doesn't seem to indicate that on, um, on IMDb. I, just on a surface dig, I haven't really looked, dug deeper, but it just it has that kind of book vibe about it. Um, because, well, then maybe it's not because, you know, it's, it's kind of based on Sherlock Holmes a little bit. Um, and, you know, we all know how the, the, um, Arthur Conan Doyle estate likes to be about their characters. So maybe it's not. Um, so who knows? We'll see. Um, regardless. Yeah, I knew I'd heard about this show for a while. I've been seeing promotion for it for a while on social media and things of the like. And, uh, yeah, I had no idea that it was connected to the world of Sherlock Holmes in some kind of fantastical way where, you know, John Watson is one of the supporting characters in this show. Um, and Sherlock Holmes is involved in a small way as well. Um, so that's really, really cool. That's got me interested. Uh, but I also really like the fact that it's, you know, it's set in, you know, Victorian era London, uh, turn of the century London. And it's, and then it has this supernatural, vibe to it as well like these you know people are people have abilities and uh so there's some nefarious things afoot uh and yeah no it looks it looks good like the trailer didn't really it showed a bit but it didn't show too much I don't think I think it did just enough and um I'm not sure if I'm gonna watch it because it does look like it's skewed to a younger audience than our age group but um that doesn't always necessarily mean it's yeah, not I'm not gonna enjoy it, but um, yeah. So we'll see on that front. But yeah, uh, it was a good trailer. Folio, what did you think? Um, yeah, no, definitely was a good trailer. Um, very much the supernatural vibes. Mm. Um, in a period piece, uh, which is really interesting. I think they they mentioned something about the fact that um Sherlock Holmes was no like no longer exists. Yeah, because apparently there's a rift in time. Yeah. So there's a potential thing that he may have been erased yeah. from history somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Timey-wimey stuff. Yeah, very much the timey-wimey stuff. Um, it does look interesting. Uh, I'm not 100% sure whether I will be watching it, but we'll see. Like, I might watch the first episode just to see what it's about. Um, but if I don't enjoy it that much, then I probably won't continue with it. But we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Enough. Michael? Yeah, this looks weird. Um, <laughs> I, I've i read a couple of um, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's, you know, Sherlock Holmes's stuff, and the, the sole thing was that, uh, especially in Hound of the Baskervilles, that... Um, there's no such thing as supernatural stuff, and a lot, and especially in Sherlock Holmes's stuff, that um, it, it can't be supernatural. It needs to have an, an actual, uh, an actual base in reality, and and like with the Hounds of the Baskervilles, it's like oh, there's this huge dog that's terrorizing this place. It's a, it, it's like a demon dog and all, all this stuff. Uh, essentially, essentially. Um, it's it's Cujo before Cujo, and but 
um, Cujo is real. Um, yeah, it's just a weird, weird one because because if you're a purist with um, Sherlock Holmes, like you, you probably could be rubbed up the wrong way. It's like how can you have supernatural stuff with Sherlock Holmes? The mo the most um, hardened hardened know it all in the world, and basically, yeah, as you said, as you said, Fulia, he, he's Maybe trapped in time. It's like, oh, it's a time travel thing, or, or it's a interdimensional rift in in Sherlock Holmes's stuff. I mean, it's and yeah, I don't know either. It's it's weird. Because mm. um, I'm a Sherlock Holmes fan as well, so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of like you, Michael, in the sense that I am a little skeptical about this show. Yeah, um, with the whole supernatural stuff being during that time, but um, it's still interesting to see the way that they're taking this story, and it, it's almost kind of like having a Doctor Who element to it, sort of, but just not as family-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Who-Lock, is it? Oh, my God. I th <laughs> oh, no, I th Who-Lock. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we destroyed that when... <laughs> super Who-Lock. <laughs> super Who-Lock. I thought we yeah. destroyed that when we got rid of Matt Smith. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's as you said, it's weird. And I'm not sure if I would watch it cuz I gave um the other the other Netflix uh Sherlock Holmes thing that we watched with Henry Cavill as as uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh was it Emily Holmes or something? Anola. Anola. Yeah. Uh Gave that a go, and there was it was a thing. <laughs> uh, well, but you know Sherlock Holmes is in public domain, so you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So when is this getting dropped on us, Kendall? Yeah, this is being dropped on Netflix this Friday, the twenty sixth of March. Yes. Yes, all of the episodes at cool. once, as Netflix is known to do. Hopefully, yes. and hopefully they'll change their mind. <laughs> change their mind about what? Like doing a weekly sort of thing. Oh, right. Okay. No, they won't. <laughs> because it sort of works with um, like Disney Plus and, and uh, Amazon. Like putting like a couple of episodes in and then and then releasing the rest of them and then you have like each week it's like oh did you see it no oh, did you see it mm. yeah yeah there's there's definitely pros and cons to both in both arguments i think but mm. yeah but i do i do like the fact that we're having the wait week to week encourages discussion about the the show um yeah. more than it would if you were watching it all at once because then you have to be like oh are you done yet are you done yet like you can't what do you Can't properly to? discuss until everyone's done. I'm up to see. I'm up to episode three. Well, I'm up to episode six. Okay, I'll talk to you later, and then you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. Basically. <sighs> anyway. So, so you should cancel your binge. I will. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag cancel binge. <laughs> cancel binge. <laughs> ha hashtag, hashtag cancel hashtag... cancel binge binge culture 
cancel binge culture. culture. Yes, there we go. Hashtag cancel binge culture. But, yeah. That's fine. All right, moving on. Trailer 2. Trailer 2 for this week is another Netflix property, except this one's a movie, not a series. And this is uh, called Concrete Cowboy. And uh, it seems to be based on, or based on, or at least inspired by true events, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's starring Idris Elba and um, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things um, as his father and son, who clearly don't uh, get along very well, as it would seem. There's there's some struggles there. Um, two very different people, and uh, and through the course of the trailer, you know. They, they get along, and we don't need to watch the movie. Because <laughs> they, showed, they showed too much. I Look, I'm probably going to watch this anyway, because it, it does look really good. And I haven't seen Caleb McLaughlin in anything other than Stranger Things, as most people probably haven't seen him in other stuff uh, yet, because he's so young. Um, but, you know, he's getting older and, you know, he's only only getting more talented as he gets older and this performance yeah. from him seems excellent. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a role we haven't really seen Idris Elba do either. Um, you know, he doesn't really tend to... He does... Like, he's great at the dramatic roles, but, you know, he always, you know, uh, aligns his dramatic work with either some action or some fantasy or superhero-related stuff. Um so it's cool to see him in just a straight up drama. So I'm I'm definitely gonna watch this. Um, but yeah, the trailer. As for the trailer, yeah, it 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 just showed way too much for me uh, of what the the movie is. So I'm sure that probably maybe put a few people off. I don't know. I will find shortly how you guys felt about it. Uh, but you know, it looks like it does look like a wonderful story and a, a different kind of perspective on the world and uh, characters we've not really seen or heard about before so i'm all for that so yeah fully what do you think uh it was an interesting trailer like you said the a lot of it was a lot of the movie was in the trailer unfortunately um and it seems like we're getting one a week now of that happening, of that happening. yeah, yeah. <laughs> every yeah. week we have at least one trailer where it shows everything everything um but uh to be honest probably not something that i'll be watching um even though the cinematography of this looks really amazing mm. and the acting, obviously um, the performances in, in the trailer from what I've seen looks really, really good. Uh, but I just not my genre of yeah. film to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably give this one a miss. No problemo. Michael. Yes. What are um, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I actually quite like this one. Um, because, I don't know, because, yeah, I saw Edges Elbro and I thought, yeah, give that a go. He's always good. And, um, yeah, and seeing uh, Caleb uh, not in Stranger Things. And uh, and a lot of people a lot of people want to push him to be, be Miles Morales in some sort of fashion mm. in, in, in Spider-Man. So, and, yeah, I'd love to see him do something else than, than Stranger Things. Because uh, yeah, Stranger Things is awesome, and I think Stranger Things would benefit being released a, a week at a time. Uh, going back to the previous conversation, definitely. Um, I'm subscribed to a, another uh, Netflix 
thing on YouTube where it's like uh, they do like videos about the Netflix stuff that's coming out, and in one of the videos, uh, they actually mention that um, the concrete uh, cowboy it is not necessarily based on a particular story, but it's actually based on these people that actually do have uh, horses uh, in um, in pretty much a concrete jungle where the uh, where where um, they had they had like it used to be all farmland and then and then pretty much suburbia just built all around them and and but they still want to keep keep their sort of lifestyle and that's the reason why you get you get you get to see like um, these ho horses uh, walking around on, on asphalt and it looks weird but I'm sort of intrigued because it also has the sort of um, it would have that sort of element of uh, what would ha uh, what people are going through, like uh, like uh, people who are not used to like this sort of built up suburbia, like creeping in in into the into the sort of um, area that they they decide okay we're going to be like rural, but unfortunately because of population growth and all this and that, and and unfortunately they are sort of on on the cusp of like um disadvantage like pe people um quote unquote being uh being people of color and their um lifestyle is being hindered because because of their current situation and also it 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 it, it just uh, the reason why I quite quite like this this sort of ideas like I I really like to see um, st uh, things that I'm not too familiar with so I'll definitely be ha having a look at this this movie on a number of levels as well as the sort of um, uh, issue with, with the issues that it's sort of bringing up so that's that's the reason and also Aegis Elba on a horse <laughs> just, just awesome. Yeah, you, you got me at Ab uh, You got you got me of him being on a horse. You know, <laughs> nice as as a cowboy, and yeah. al and also um, a relationship between uh, father and son always gets me. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. All right. What about you, Kendall? Do do you love your dad? I've I already do. said that. I already said that like on a previous episode. You probably have. Mm -hmm. I know you've definitely said, "Do you love your mum?" I remember that. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I changed it up a bit. Change it do up. You, do Why you not? love? Do you love members of your family? <laughs> Cover all my bases. Yes. Yes. Cover all the bases. Done. Um, so, Concrete Cowboy uh, will be released on Netflix on the second of April. So, Did you notice only... that Kendall didn't answer the question? I did <laughs> twice. I said I do. Okay. Michael clearly wasn't listening. <laughs> or, or the um, internet's crapping up on my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's probably that. <laughs> the yep. slight delay we're on. Yes. But listen. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, again. I can't believe. Anyway, is that, is that picking? Thank is it picking up the on the recording? Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. All right. One more trailer for this week to talk about um, for uh, a film that has already had its theatrical run um, in various countries, but it is hitting Amazon Prime here in Australia very soon. So uh, we are going to be talking about the trailer for uh, Blythe Spirit, uh, which at first I wasn't sure what it was about when the trailer started. I'm like, where is this going? What's it building up to? And is it going to be, you know... a scam? Is there going to be a con in here? Is something bad going to happen? <laughs> is there going to be a movie being made? Yeah. Like in the Which movie. Which is what I got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it, it kind of reveals that uh, Judy Dench's character is this, like, clairvoyant and can supposedly commune with the dead and all of this. And, and then uh, <clears throat> a, a freak occurrence happens and she actually ends up contacting the, the spirit of... Uh, Dan Stevens' character, um, his uh, his deceased uh, wife, uh, played by Leslie Mann, who is always a joy, um, <laughs> and she's back from the dead, but only he can. I think only he can see her, um, and she's basically running amok through his his life. And this is all set in looks like twenties uh, or thirties in Hollywood. Um, so glorious, uh, beautiful. Uh, costuming set pieces and aesthetic in general going on here, which I'm a big fan of. So that's that's a that's a tick in a good box. Um, and yeah, and the cast is great. I- Isla Fisher's also in it. He's playing the the new wife to Dan Stevens' character. Um, and yeah, and there's some kind of there's some funny antics going on towards the end of this trailer um, that I quite enjoyed. And I I might actually watch this movie because it just it looks like it might be a bit of harmless fun. Really? Um, maybe not an amazing film, because the trailer did feel a bit disjointed in parts for me. But, um, yeah, I I am a big fan of Leslie Mann. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking her out and watching her be funny like she usually is. And, yeah, I mean, like, again, the whole cast is great. So I think this is going to be a fun time. What do you think, Fulia? This is my favourite trailer. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... You- it's no surprise that I love a good comedy. I love a good laugh. And this is no exception. The trailer had me giggling, mm-hmm. had me smiling. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a time for me to see Dan Stevens be funny. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't get to see that much. No, he's uh, very dramatic, hey? Very much. Um, either that or he's animated. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, so it's going to be so much fun to see Dan Stevens just being this strange character of someone that's looking to write some form of story for, I believe, a film or a TV show. Yeah, yeah. That um, he's trying to push uh, towards um, producers and stuff like that. So, And he's having some form of writer's block, mm. so he needs something. Uh, and then he goes to this show where Judy Dench's character is this like medium and does this magic and witchery on stage, which goes horribly wrong. And, <laughs> and he's like, I've got it. <laughs> and I just, it had me from Dan Stevens. Like, honestly, I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and this trailer being the, you know, just being funny as it was, uh, 
I was hooked. I am definitely hooked onto this. I really, nice. really am interested in seeing uh, Blythe Spirit. Um, Leslie Mann playing Elvira, the deceased wife mm-hmm. of Charles, which is Dan Stevens' character, um, is really, really funny. She is an amazing actress. Um, and she's her comedic timing is also a lot of fun. Oh, she's awesome. So good. Um, it's great to also see Isla Fisher... Who is now the new wife, as you said. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting for some fun chaos in this film. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait. Nice. <laughs> Michael, what did you think? Yes. Um, yeah, I particularly really like this film. Because um, having a look at the, um, uh, about it, uh, it's actually based upon a play. Uh, by by the ah. by Noel Coward, who is yes. a uh, an early twentieth twentieth century playwright and and basically a, a, a very funny man, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it's ba- based on one of his works, and it just it just looks it just looks like fun, and you can sort of tell like these uh, these actors and actresses are just having fun with the with this premise and uh and everyone's uh it's going to be a movie that's not going to be too serious so i really quite like it and i don't know what's going to happen at the end maybe maybe uh joint custody of <laughs> of their life I, and i would yeah i i can't really say too much to, too much about it. I think you said said all that I I can say. I just really enjoy, enjoy just what uh, watching this tra- trailer. It actually um it came up uh, on a on a video and uh, as a as an ad and I was go I was going to like skip to no I want to watch my 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 little video on YouTube but but I then I saw <laughs> then I saw what was going on. It's like ooh. I might stop and watch this. <laughs> and add you wanted to watch. <laughs> and then I watched it and I thought, that is really good. What was the name again? Blith <laughs> Spirit. Life Spirit. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't work out what the name was, so, so I had to do a huge deep dive. It was like Amazon movie coming out, trailer, <laughs> work backwards. And, and yeah... Gonna be good. Dame Judy Dench. She's mm. she's old, so give her all the work before she goes. It's gonna be Let's sad. Let's just hope this performance is a lot better than her cat's performance. <laughs> <laughs> no, she made it good. Okay. <laughs> and she also she also sort of bl- blames it on her eyesight. Which yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has been losing her eyesight for a while. Is that what am I doing? Cats? Cats? Okay, then. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Pays the Lime. Best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meow, Dame Dench. <laughs> meow. I'm, da- I'm Dame Judy Dench, motherfucker. <laughs> I've been knighted. <laughs> yes. You yes, she has. You assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you know? Do you know who I am? <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, 
Trailer Park is done. Uh, Blythe Oh, Spirit. sorry. When are we going to be watching this on Amazon Prime, Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> she was getting there. Blythe Spirit will be out on the 2nd of April on Amazon Prime. So uh, you can do a... If you have both services, you can do a double header of Blythe Spirit and Concrete Cowboy. Um, one after the other, if you like, on the same day. Or, yeah, or there's some alternate programming choices. If you don't want to watch one, you can watch the other. So, yeah. Excited. Nice. Excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Or you can tour it on the Pirate Bay. Oops, did I just say that? <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Feel like the crabs in Finding Nemo. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. hey. <laughs> and one of them's Rove McManus for some Manus, reason. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll never forget that. It's so funny. All right. <laughs> we- weird little side tangent there. Uh, cool. Trailer park's done. Rolling on out. Rolling on out. Um, and, which means now it's definitely time for uh, one of our not so quick, <laughs> quickie reviews. <laughs> Quickie review. Nah, we can be quick. <laughs> yes, please. Well, we'll be quicker than four hours, that's for sure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because we're going to be talking uh, about uh, our our thoughts. Uh, we'll try and keep them brief, but our thoughts on uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut was officially finally released to the world um, on Thursday, the 18th of March. And it was a very... Very good day um, to be a fan of superheroes. Um, and redemption arcs, because, yeah, I feel like this is... Uh... Mike, I haven't talked to you at all about how you feel about this, but um, I loved this so much. Like, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and I, you know, I re rewatched the theatrical cut on, like, as I said earlier, the night before... And just was, you know, I was not engaged with it. I was like, not, I, it was worse on the rewatch than it was when I first saw it. Like there were no, the stakes didn't feel high or, you know, threatening or, or anything like that. Like it just, there was, and then the characters were poorly developed and, and a lot of the, and as much as I love Joss Whedon and, um, you know, yeah, yes, I know he's problematic now, but, um, you know, uh, he's he does have a talent for for writing and uh, especially throwing in bits of comedy and actually doing great character work. So it was very disappointing this that this even though he did add some things, it just didn't mesh all together and make the final product something worthy of Zack Snyder's original vision. And you know, it was just a bad time because you know there was family tragedy going on in, in the Snyder household, and and poor Zack had to you know depart the movie, but. Uh, the fact that it's led to this, um, and the fact that he was able to, you know, the fans campaigned for this, and even the stars of the movie campaigned for this, and uh, and Warner Brothers are like, here, have seventy million dollars and go make it, go finish it, um, like that's, you know, something we've never seen happen before. And when they said it was going to be f nearly four hours long, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be epic and insane. Um, and I look. I don't know if I liked it because my expectations were low going in because of 
the way the theatrical cut turned out and just because it's a Zack Snyder film and I don't really love his approach to the DC characters um, up until now uh, because, yeah, it was, for me, it was really his redemption um, in terms of storytelling and in terms of uh, the DCEU. Like, this is probably some of the best content in the DCEU I've seen ever, like, out of this entire franchise since it's been going for, you know, nearly 10 years. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just mind-blowing. Uh, I mean, yeah, it probably didn't need to be four hours long, so I would really like to see a shortened version that keeps all the important stuff uh, and cuts out some of the, like, there wasn't really any filler per se, but there is a lot of, like, you know, sweeping visuals and slow motion shots and thing, you know, aesthetic choices that Zack Snyder makes that it's kind of his trademark that, uh, you know, a lot of people online were saying he probably could have done less of that and the movie could have been shorter. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, um, you know, I'm the fact that he was able to tell the story that he wanted to tell in his, you know, his, from his original vision, um, you know, I'm okay if it's going to be four hours long. I'm totally okay with it. If, it, if it's this good... And it's going to make me feel shit. Like, I actually got emotional when the credits rolled because I was like, fuck, he actually did it. <laughs> he made a decent superhero movie. Um, he made me care about characters, about their stories. He made me care about the world that they're in. Um, and just all the changes that were made really just elevated it to a, a really beautiful piece of cinema for, for my money. Like, it was just, it was great. Um yeah, like I I don't know. Do we want to do do some spoilers, Mike, or, or or shall we keep it spoiler free? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, because I really want to say just a couple of little things. But. Yeah, yeah. I think if you've seen if you've seen uh, uh, the Joss, the Justice League, I think I think it's no real big spoilers really. Okay, all right. So. My my favorite things about this um, this this version of Justice League uh, were just the changes that were made to the characters and the way those changes uh, influenced the changing of the story and uh, the narrative as a whole um, and just really filled it out and made it better, uh, improved it in every every way. Um, starting with the Flash, like. Barry Barry wasn't changed too much from the theatrical cut, but like you know, we got to see him meet Iris West for the first time, even though she wasn't named as Iris West in the film. We know she is she is because of the actress playing her, and um, and that was a really cool scene. And just the way that Barry, as the Flash, got to use his abilities in this version was a lot better than the previous one. Um, the only thing that they cut out that was a Joss Whedon ad um, was. And it was the only joke from the theatrical cut that made me laugh. Like when I watched it on Wednesday, I was cackling for like two minutes. Um, after Barry rescues the the uh, Russian family from the you know what what Steppenwolf's doing with the mother boxes and stuff, and um, and he he goes to say goodbye, but he doesn't know any Russian, so he just says. Dostoevsky with like this really high pitched voice and happy and waving, and I lost my shit for some reason i thought that was hysterical um but they so that didn't that obviously all the whole russian family 
side bit kind of got removed from the Snyder Cut, so that was a just very Joss Whedon kind of re- uh, addition. Which is probably um, a good thing, considering the alternative uh, is uh, Barry uh, uh, Allen, Barry Allen. Uh, it was either do that or not save the entire human race. I know. I, it was so much better. It was so <laughs> much better. The whole fight, man, the whole final act was so much better. Like the fact that, yeah, we got to see Barry actually use his time travel abilities. Actually do um, something. Actually do something, contribute. And he was a hero that wasn't afraid. Like I hated that. I really hated the addition of, you know, in the, in the Justice League version where he's like, I've never done this before. Like, this looks really scary and imposing and I don't know what to do. And he's freaking out because, like, he's still newly a hero or whatever. But that's not that's not really Barry Allen as I would portray him. So the fact that Zack Snyder's like, get rid of that. He's just going to do his job and it's going to be fine. And he's going to be occasionally quippy and not as quippy mm. as Joss, Joss Whedon wrote him. And I, I thought that was great. But, yeah, that whole final act was so good. Um and that kind of connects to my thoughts on Cyborg because Cy- holy shit, Cyborg was so good in this. Probably, yeah. probably the MVP of the whole movie. Like every character was improved, but Cyborg had the most improvement. And man, Ray Fisher, my heart goes out to you because holy fucking shit, you got done dirty, man. Um, yeah, that was awesome. He was so good. They they we actually got to know who the hell he was because that was another big problem with the original Justice League is the fact that we had no idea who he was, really. He was just thrown in with some half-assed backstory going on. Um, but this, the Snyder Cut actually took the time to really go into who he was as a character and what his journey is, his relationship with his father and his mother and um, and where he's at head-wise, headspace-wise, and give him some depth, and it was so awesome. Um, and then, yeah, he played such a big role in the final battle as well, uh, and it was just awesome. Aquaman got more backstory because this was the first time we'd seen him this came out originally justice league came out like a few months before aquaman one came out in 2018 so this did a much better job of introducing him that was great batfleck was awesome and i'm so annoyed that batfleck isn't a thing anymore i if he's ever coming back because because i really liked ben affleck as batman bruce wayne in this one was i thought it was great uh same for Henry Cavill is a Superman. Like I've always kind of gone meh about him because I'm a, a hardcore Christopher Reeve uh, fangirl. So um, anything different for me is it's hard to compare. Um, but Henry, Henry Cavill did a really, really good job and the way he was written here was great. And the fact that they actually used the black suit Superman yeah. um, and bringing Superman back to life meant so much more. Like I was... Like that was my one of my least favorite things about Dawn of Justice was the fact that they kill him off so soon, um, in the overall timeline. But the fact that they actually brought him, you know, they used that to bring him back, and the way they did it was so much more powerful and meaningful in the Snyder Cut than it was the first time around. And there was no fucking bullshit mustache removal, obvious stuff going on because I think Henry Cavill came and reshot a bunch of his stuff. So thank goodness for that. Um, and then before I wrap up and pass over to Mike, I just have to comment over the, the sheer amount of shit that I lost when Jared Leto finally appeared on the screen. <laughs> um, cause damn, um, my God, I mean that whole ending nightmare sequence didn't need to happen at all. 
it mm-hmm. really didn't. I mean, it was it was awesome to see, um, and it it did add to the mythos of the story and the connected Dawn of Justice because of the, you know, because Barry from this future thing looked like the Barry that time traveled back to tell Bruce and Dawn of Justice that Lois is the key and blah blah blah. Uh, that whole bullshit that made no sense then, but now it has more context now with the Snyder Cut, um, but it doesn't add anything to the Justice League film story, so you could take it or leave it either way. Um, but those, like, five, ten minutes of Jared Leto being the Joker in this was better than the entirety of Suicide Squad, and I'm just so happy about it, but also so very annoyed, and I now I'm just going to need to start campaigning for... The, the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad so we can actually <laughs> actually see what Jared Leto's Joker in that was originally visioned as. So it was freaking awesome. Oh, and Batman said fuck. So. <laughs> it's always a highlight. It's great. Oh, and Steppenwolf was improved so much as well. Like they overhauled his entire look, even changed his voice. And he looked, he actually looked like an intimidating, decent villain this time around. He, and he had, he had fucking motivation uh, he had a story to him. He wasn't just some weird dude obsessed with saying the wor- word mother so much in the. F- oh my god, it was fucking bad in the, the actual. He cards. wanted to fuck his mother. He wanted to fuck his mum real bad. It was <laughs> a fucking Oedipus complex so much. Um, and uh, yeah, that and then the fact that they introduced Darkseid was was uh, maybe unnecessary, but it was fine, and he looked cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, everything was just improved. Just improved. Michael, I'm dying to know. I've rambled for yeah. so long. What what, uh, what, what, do you think of the, the Snyder Cut? Do you agree with me? Am I wrong? Please tell me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> now, this is a good film. And yes, there are some critiques that did improve in this, but there's also... Some th- some things that didn't didn't really work as as strong as it can be. I mean, sure we got the a good motivation for for the uh, antagonist, but not really for the pro, uh, not really for the Justice League. I mean, it uh, definitely improved. Like like Wonder Woman, what was what was her goal in the entire thing? We don't know. To save the world, okay, that that goes for all, all the other ones, really, really as well. Um, Cyborg, fucking huge improvement. Um, should have been the sole character in this entire, in this particular movie, uh, because you know, all throughout, um, all throughout, uh, like Zack Snyder's um, movies, it's always father and son, father and son. Uh, especially with Man of Steel, of course, uh, mm. with, with Kal El and and uh, and uh, and Kent, um, and then because he because so- Superman wasn't in ma- majority of this film, he sort of lost that sort of connection, and 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 of course he got Cyborg doing the exact same thing. So, and when Superman came in, he. Yeah, he was the golden weapon at the end. So there's, I don't know, a bit of iffy, iffy about that. Um, it didn't feel like uh, four hours. Um, it was definitely, 
it, it was entertaining to actually watch and it didn't really drag on because uh, you, you've seen this before but it, but I was watching this a bit like the um, extended editions of like Lord of the Rings which I yeah. I can't I can't go back to like theatre uh, the theatrical releases of, of those films I always go to the ext- extended versions wow. because it, it's better it's it, it's a whole lot better and okay and um and less to talk about the hobbit the better um yes even though even though i do have the extended versions of that and i don't have the uh, theatrical versions of them um um batman is is a shame because uh ben affleck's batman is definitely a good one that i really enjoy he's definitely up there with my top probably top four top four batman uh batman <laughs> my batmans <laughs> uh and yeah it is a shame that he's probably not going to do any more more of them um who else aquaman um i was getting confused because the sort of timeline between what uh what happens in uh, aquaman the late later movie or or is that a prequel to the movie, or is it just chopped into change? And I was, I was going, no, don't do that. This is going to be a separate thing. I mean, Warner Brothers has come out to say Joss Whedon's, uh, uh, the uh, the Justice League is actually canon, and yeah. this is just an added thing. So, that, uh, yeah, they're technically not counting it as canon, are they? No, because, um, because considering their their um, their. Essentially, they don't want to touch Dark Side. I don't think, because oh. you've got because you've got the new Wonder Woman that that uh, is coming out, and you also got uh, Aquaman two whenever that's coming out, and they're probably not going to mention anything to do with um, Dark Side because yeah. that's a whole big kettle of worms that that's probably n- I don't know not see the light of day at the en- end or if they're going to do. More like the the Snyderverse. I mean, a lot of people who go instead of release the Snyder card is going to be uh, recreate, not recreate, but extend the Snyderverse. Um, and I'm I'm up and down if I want to see more of that. I mean, it would be good because they've set set this up to do more stuff. Uh, but unfortunately, we're probably not going to see that. And uh, and with that said, if we're not going to see any more of this, they should not have put in the epilogue, like, at all. Yeah, that's... I will agree with you on that. As much as I loved it, the fact that they've put it in and now they're not going to really probably ever continue any of that kind of sucks. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, at the end of this, it was a nice little bow. Uh, they, they defeated Stephen Wolf, like, actually fucking behead him. Which I know that was good. great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then and Darkseid is just up in up in air. It's like whatever happens, uh, and and whatever 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 happens will happen. And and then they did the epilogue. And yeah, I want to I want to have credit to say it was cool uh, for the Joker to actually say Bruce, but he does yeah. he does cut. He does cut it, cut it in the same sentence when he offered Batman a reach around. I mean, fucking hell! You couldn't just 
leave it alone. It was <laughs> it was good mm. until you did fucking something something like that. And it just brought me back. It's like, oh yeah, Jared Leto's Joker. He 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 sent used condoms to his to his castmates. Okay. Thank you very much. You are well, he probably damaged. Didn't. Yeah, he probably didn't write the dialogue though. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that was an ad lib or not, but But I, I yeah, it did kind of that was out of everything he said in his kind of monologue, that was kind of the one the one thing that, yeah, was a bit problematic. And that's not the relationship between Batman and Joker. No. But you know what sure. is the relationship? Yeah. You, you know what it is? That scene where he was like, you know, he whips out, he, he does some Jimmy Woo stuff and gets that card out and then offers the truce and, and then says like, anytime you want to, you know, end the truce, rip up the card and then we'll talk about how you sent a boy, the boy Wonder to do a man's job. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. But they referenced fucking the Robin and yeah, I'm, yeah. I lost my shit. I thought it was great. Yeah. But we're never going to see that eventuate into anything. So we're not going to see that anyway. And yeah. we're not going to see... We're not going to see the Injustice... No, they're not doing Injustice. Line. Yeah. No. And yes, Joker did kill Lois Lane. Um, <laughs> it would have been... I don't know. And yeah, they were talking about uh, different timelines as well. So it sort of, sort of does that with the Flashpoint movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if they're going to touch on that. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, overall, um, it was it was good entertainment, but it's done now. No more. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. Uh, but I did actually reckon the reason why I probably don't like Zack Snyder's take on the DC... DC thing is I don't know bias maybe because we've been watching Marvel Marvel shit like for for over 10 years now and the way that they do like superheroes is looking up uh, looking at these people and they're and they're striving to do good things and because I've got all this power it's like well I've got the, all this power I need to strive to do good things. Mm-hmm. Where, where with this one, um, where with, De- with with the Snyderverse, it's yeah, I've got all this power. You should be thankful that I'm actually not killing you. Yeah, that's yeah. And yeah, I re- yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, that's just it. It's like it's like Superman. Yeah, yes, he is. He is everything. He is Jesus. He is. He is the immigrant that did good, and and yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. I mean, I'm so, sorry that is that is the quote, and and especially with um, uh, especially with cyborg, where where they're going through through what he can do, he can he can survey everything, which is also questionable. He can he he can set off nuclear arms. Uh, but by just a thought, and that why would you say that to a person who is so new to all this? And yeah, with that, it's like, oh yeah, I we if I have a bad bad day, 
I can basically blow up, blow up the universe. And that's the reason why Superman turned out to be evil at the end. Yeah. Because he said, fuck it. Because Lois is Lois the Lane. Yeah, Lois Lane died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like your point, Mike. I didn't consider it. Like, I was so caught up in the spectacle of the whole thing. And oh, no, just it's, the... it's, it's fucking and just, beautiful well, to watch. It's just, yeah. if you... If you... It's one of those, you don't think about it too much. And this is probably one of the reasons why I don't watch um, Zack Snyder, like, twice. <laughs> yeah, same. But, uh, yeah, and that's probably the reason why I'm I'm not a big fan of his Watchmen either. But yeah, uh, I, I I couldn't get into his version of Watchmen. No, n- no. I do want to try it again, but I yeah. But it's entertainment, and you didn't need you didn't need you didn't need Batman to say fuck. Well, look. I mean, they were given the green light to up the the rating, so I think it was a. An American R rating, so MA yeah. fifteen plus here, and yeah, we, you know, it didn't need it, um, but I don't think they took advantage of it to the point where it was gratuitous for my money. No, I thought, no. it, I thought it was fine, and I like, I really, really, enj- I think it made sense in the context of Batman saying, "And I will fucking kill you" to the Joker because, like, they're in this fucking post-apocalyptic future basically where everything's gone to hell and they need to and he has to he has to use the fucking joker to set everything right again and he's not happy about it but he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you one day because fuck you and i just i thought it i thought it made sense in the in the moment for him to say it but i can understand why people would be you know indifferent or or not liking of it mm, mm. but i do like the extra gory bits i mean yeah i like I like so, seeing Wonder Woman like throwing people out of a wall until until their brains explode. That was great. Yeah, getting to see Diana be extra <laughs> it's like, violent was. It's like fuck. Yeah, it's it a, was good. Consider, considering we just watched uh, <laughs> in 1984, where yeah. the la the she she did a diplomacy sort of speech against violence, and then yeah. this shit happened. And if you think, if you think about it, it's in her future. So she sort of, sort of went, "All right, fuck this. I'm going, I'm going to kill these bastards." Yeah, basically, basically. Oh, well. Um, yeah, but no, yeah. I was gonna say before, like, yeah, the fact that, um, like, I loved so so much the fact that Steppenwolf actually had more depth to him this time around. But you're yeah, right. Yeah, that was good. But you're right. The heroes didn't have the same kind of depth in terms of their motivation or their their own, you know, journeys or, or as to where they were headed, where they are going. I mean, Cyborg, yeah, we said was the best done. But apart from that, like, Batman's goal was to assemble the Justice League and he did that. Um, yeah, probably out of guilt because he got Lois Lane pregnant. Yeah, is that what that was? She got... She got she, Clark, Clark knocked her up before he kicked the bucket and now... She, She's gonna have a kid, I guess. Who knows? I don't uh, even I know. If, I, I think it's Bruce it... Wayne's baby, though. No. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Cheeky. Look green. it up. No, just look it up. I don't. Well, I don't want it. If that's what's happening, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want but it either. It's probably not happening now, anyway. So it's fine. No. It's fine. <laughs> I'll probably send the article. 
just to fuck with Okay. <laughs> and, and it's your choice if you open it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, awesome. Oh, I think well. we'll we'll wrap our Snyder Cut chat there. I think Fully yeah. is probably dying for us to shut up so we can talk about the other really yeah. cool, the other really yeah, cool I nerdy get... thing that came out this week. Sure, I give it, I give it a, a two point five out of out of five. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. And I give the theat- and I give the theatrical cut like a one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy I didn't rewatch that. Because I don't have to, because I've got, because essentially yeah. it was the same movie. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And I think all the reshoots was basically tissues to get them to the next action scene. Yeah, yeah, and probably pe- yeah piecing together a lot of the um, deleted scenes and extended scenes and stuff that were yeah. added back in to this long ass cut. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the whole nightmare sequence at the end was filmed during COVID. So yeah, yeah. Which that, I sort of yeah. I sort of picked because there was no, yeah. <laughs> no one was in two shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. It was like, I didn't cave it. Yeah, and Martian Manhunter turns up for some reason. I know. Um, which you know he probably didn't have to either, considering no. again he, the, the, they're probably not going to expand on him going forward. Who knows? Hopefully, maybe he pops up in the Flash movie. They're doing Flashpoint. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, and, but we really, got one, and we got one Green Lantern. So there you go. There's your seven. Well, yeah, I think there were two Green Lanterns in the. Oh in yeah, that. one dead and one got killed. The uh, exposition bit side. that was yeah. also improved. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this version of Martian Manhunter though, because I really I'm a big fan of that character and um, Harry Lennox who played him in the movie. Like he's. He's a very good actor, so yeah. um, it was really cool to see his character from the previous DCEU films actually be Martian Manhunter. So, <laughs> annoyance. Yeah, very and nice. you got one extra scene with um, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, one extra, which you know what? Not to keep going on about this, but the f- do you remember when like years ago? They were f- getting ready for Justice League, and he like buffed the hell up. Only was buffed up. <laughs> He got buffed up like fucking nobody's business. And They're like, what are you doing? You're and Commissioner done, Gordon. Yeah, and they've, I've seen no evidence in the Snyder Cut even of, of any kind of, you know, buffed J.K. Simmons <laughs> going on. Like, why did he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was just like, I'm in a superhero film and I'm not playing J. Jonah Jameson, so let's get let's get fit, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Uh, I, uh, me and my wife were sort. Of, well, my wife was sort of watching it um, vicariously through me. So it's like, it's like, oh, you probably like this. And it's like, and J.K. Simmons is on screen. It's like, you know who that is? It's like, oh, I've seen him before. And it's like, and I'm knowing my wife so well, I say, yeah, that's the dad from Juno. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like. And knowing me being the fucking nerd that I am, it's like, yes, and he also and he's also the yellow Eminem. Is he really? He is the voice for the yellow M M&M. and I did not know that. Yeah. 
That's cool. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, I know trivia and shit. God, you know stuff I don't know. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> confectionery, you know. It's all good. It's all good. So, Kendall, do you like confectionery? I do. I love it. I love it. But I shouldn't eat it very often because I'm getting older and metabolism is slowing down. So. And burning it off is getting harder and harder. It's getting harder and harder. It's sticking around longer and I don't like it. All right. That's, uh, that's our very much not so quick quickie review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I mean, it, let, it goes for four hours. Of course, we're going to have to talk about it. Well, yeah, I knew. Uh, that's, that's, why I made, that's why I said at the start, I'm like, it's going to be a long episode because we're going to yeah. have a lot to talk about. Sorry, sorry future Fulia. Yeah, then we're going to edit it this together. <laughs> we love you mm-hmm. we so love much. You. We love you. And, and on that, and that love, we're going to now get to the part... The moment, we all love the time, the segment that yes, we most definitely all love. Popcorn culture. Wee <laughs> 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 Yes, all right, the meat of the show, um, and we are going to be, of course, discussing our thoughts on the very first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is called New World Order. And holy crap. Wow. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the title and thought, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Set me up. Well, yeah, <laughs> although, although I saw the title and go, oh, that's very similar to a title of a Stargate episode. So that's where my brain went when I saw that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I've been watching too much Stargate. Not enough uh, for my money. Not enough. Um, yeah. So first episode. So this is um, very, very, very different. Obviously, to Wandavision, we knew it was going to be different. Oh yes. Um, but you can clearly see why this was going to be the first MCU show because it's very stock standard Marvel uh, st- cinematic storytelling. Um, now done on the small screen, and you know. Um, but it's just that they have this opportunity now to go deeper into these characters that we that we we've been watching for a few years, and you know the fact that all of these shows are based around uh, smaller characters, uh, supporting characters is just fantastic because um, we get to learn to love them in new ways and hate them in others and all this, and <laughs> you know, and be very frustrated when they make stupid decisions like giving up the shield. <laughs> yes. Because that wasn't going to backfire. Like... Not at all. <sighs> Although I was Sam. expecting it in the next episode, not... This, oh, you didn't think it was... Not straight away. <laughs> you think it was going to happen straight away? Okay. Yeah. Well, technically it didn't happen straight away. I mean, you know, they waited, they had a big action sequence first and then it happened. But, yeah. But it was like, it was kind of hinting at that first. What it, um, should we start with the big uh, opening action sequence? Talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. Um, so great to see Falcon in action. Um, Sam kicking ass, working for the Air Force. And Red Wing being cool. I, like, I really like Red Wing. <laughs> yeah. Every time thing. he calls on Red Wing, I'm just like, yay. Yay. He's a little sidekick. He's a little sidekick. <laughs> He's like talking to it and stuff, which was cool. Um, and the return of uh, Batroc from, uh, from Winter Soldier, Captain America 2, who's a villain 
uh, that Cap fought uh, on the boat, the Lemurian Star, the Star of Winter Soldier. It's been a while since we've all seen that movie, so I would I'm forgiving everyone for not knowing who the fuck I'm talking about. But basically, he's the he's the main dude of the the guys who were kidnapping the um. The, 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 Ameri- soldier? the American soldier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hostage. Yes. Hostage. The one who kept him hostage. Um, but yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And I really liked the introduction of, of uh, Lieutenant Torres as well. He was really cool. Um, yeah. Fulia, what did you think about, about this whole opening? I love the fact that it was all in the air. <laughs> yeah. Air action. Air yes. action. <laughs> Going from you know a plane to skydiving to a helicopter to more skydiving <laughs> and yes helicopters just blowing up yeah um there were some things that i was shaking my head at because logic and physics <laughs> you're talking about the door and the plane aren't you no no not that okay not that. Are you the, talking the, about a man with wings that can fly? No. <laughs> no, no. I forgive that stuff. The thing that was, I don't know, it just it came out, of, it just blurted out of my mouth. Okay. Because my mind just immediately went straight to Mythbusters when I saw this. Um, when one of the skydivers turned around to shoot at Sam, mm-hmm. the, gun, the bullet's going up. Yeah. And they're... At terminal velocity going yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I could be wrong, but still. <laughs> that's just... My mind just blurted out, that can't really happen. Well, did the gun... Did the, the bullets didn't hit them, though, did they? I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I couldn't tell. I can't remember. I'd say that Sam, obviously, well, Sam was avoided fine. them. Yeah. Um... Because that was sort of towards the beginning of that action sequence. Sure. Um, and they the, completely ruined your, your, your enjoyment <laughs> My experience of the entire was film. Just, I just went out of it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is unbelievable. <laughs> it was actually really cool, um, especially with the skydivers, how they went from one helicopter, how they skydived down... They get to the helicopter and then they sort of glide in to the helicopter. Yeah. And I was like, looking at myself, I'm thinking, is that actually possible? Can skydivers actually do that? Because um, it looked really awesome. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was like so flawless. It's just like, shing, straight in. Yeah. <laughs> I think they like rolled in. Mm, but they kind they of glided <laughs> in. They kind yeah. of glided in. But like next to it and then rolled. Yeah, well, yeah, and then they, they sort of turn their back towards the, the the door and then they just sort of get sucked in in some way. Um, so that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, it was um, cool. <laughs> it was very cool. But overall, the action sequence um, at the beginning was just, it was really good. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a good shake-up from WandaVision. It's like a very <laughs> yeah. slow and steady thing and then I was like oh we're in we're into the, we're into it right now <laughs> so I am set for the rest of this rest of this show and then it just uh, and it just um and the remainder of the episode it it, it did a, a very good um like coming down from the adrenaline that you that you had of where these characters are I, I really I really enjoy that um they, they put this at the start as like 
Okay. <laughs> if this was any other TV show, this would be the entire budget. Just just right there. And then all the rest is yeah. just, oh, we're, we're just going to talk for a bit in, 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 <laughs> yeah. a, in or the Or they'll do a, a clip room. show to save money. Yeah, they'll do a clip show, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Disney's got all the monies. Yeah, every cent. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? Yeah, well, yeah, no, like I said, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was freaking phenomenal. Such a good way to start. And kind of like, I love it when they do these things where like, because, you know, the opening very first shot is, you know, Sam with the shield getting ready to go to the Smithsonian, but we don't know that yet. And then it just cuts from there to have some action and then let's go back to the serious stuff. Um, But yeah, I thought it was done really, really well. Um, And yeah, I wasn't surprised really at all that that Sam gave up the shield um, Mm. because I... From the moment, I said this in my video too, but from the moment that he, you know, uh, was offered it in at the end of Endgame, like, the way he reacted, you can just tell straight away that he was like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. This doesn't belong to me. This belongs to you, Steve. Like, I'm giving it back. You know, so the fact that he did that, uh, donated it, like, you know, was very frustrating to watch because it's not what yeah. Steve... And it's not what Steve would have wanted. You know, he gave it to Sam for a reason. He wouldn't have given it to Sam if he didn't think he deserved it, mm. and uh, it was kind of heartbreaking to yeah. for Sam to think that not maybe not think that little of himself, but like just I don't know put put Steve on this higher pedestal. Like he thinks that Steve is so much further above him. I think like he like he couldn't possibly be, even though they're on the same side, they're on the same team, they were best friends basically. You know, it's just yeah, it just really sucks. Yeah, it's essentially he's dealing with a. Uh like a 90-year history behind what this shield and what Captain America represents, considering he's supposed to be, like, the quintessential, like, face of America. Yeah. Because of the name Captain America. Yeah. And and something so huge, I, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't blame him for, for not... For no, yeah. For yeah. Having, his, having self-doubt and considering... The way I think this series is going to go, uh, I think you need that sort sort of th- thing for him to like figure that out, uh, and it's really really interesting on when he does give it away. He 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 goes to where he he, he comes from. He he goes back to his family and all that. So he needs mm. sort of, and we need that sort of groundwork considering we are an audience like looking in. We don't know anything about his about his past or anything like that we just know what we uh what we see him in like uh pretty much all, all of um captain america stuff and the avengers mm. mm-hmm. yeah 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 well that's a good segue on the the family stuff um i really love the introduction of of you know the wilson greater kind of family going on especially his sister sarah um she was really really cool um, and that kind of, you know, frustration and, and tension between the two siblings over what to do about the boat and, um, mm. and, and the family business and the family legacy. And you can see where both of them are coming from. And, yeah. Um, and this is probably my, where my, like my favorite part of the episode kind of happens is when, when this show focused on, when this episode focused on what the world looks like post the blip from this perspective, like we've dealt with it in one division, but now we're getting more of a grounded look at it in terms of 
financial situations. Yeah. Um, you know, because Sarah had to basically, she was on her own for, for five years, you know, Sam was gone and she didn't have anyone else. And she, you know, cause she's a, she's a, well, she's a widowed woman. Um, and yeah, and she's raising her, her sons and trying to keep the business afloat. And obviously that didn't go according to plan. So that was pretty heartbreaking to hear. And, but I, uh, and we'll talk about the bank scene in a moment, but I really, I've always wondered what, do superheroes get paid to do what they do? Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the cool things that, um, uh, not to bring up Joss Whedon again, but uh, in Angel, uh, in the first season of the show, uh, they, you know, he sets up this Angel Investigations thing um, where he, you know, he does these, you know, cases, but, you know, investigating the supernatural stuff in Los Angeles. And, uh, and, uh, then they kind of come to the conclusion that they need to charge the people they save money. Otherwise they can't, it's non-sustainable. Like they can't, they can't live in LA yeah. and all of that stuff. And it brings up some really interesting points. And so I've always wondered, like in superhero movies, how does it work? And so the fact that the bank guy was like asking, you know, uh, you know, did Stark pay you guys or like, was there a superhero f- hedge fund of some kind or, you know, how did it work? And uh, Reimbursed so was... tram fare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that they, yeah, the fact that they touched that, touched on that, I thought was really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that, that whole scene was just, whew, that was tough to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. But really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at that thinking, like, as soon as the banker recognized who Sam was, and Sam was just like, yeah, this is me. You know you know who I am, type of thing. And he yeah. was just loving that moment. I felt like I was... Yeah, yeah like, with, the, with the hands. With the, hands. <laughs> the wings, that was great. Um, I kind of felt like I was in the, the seat of the sister mm. because I was looking at it thinking, dude, this is not the time. This yeah. is not the time to flaunt your your fame yeah. of being a hero. That's fair. We're here for the family. We're here to get money. And yet the banker then ends up turning around saying, because you don't have any financial sort of like background or income for the last five years, we can't give you a loan. And I instantly just felt this tension within me thinking, oh my goodness, that's just so real. It feels so real yeah. that, you know, you're going in to get a loan, but you can't because of circumstances. And in this particular situation, you know, the with the blip that happened, they obviously couldn't keep themselves afloat. No. There was no business or anything Sam, like that. Sam didn't exist. He wasn't even around yeah. to, to help support them or anything like that. So I kind of felt for the sisters so much. Um, and you know, that frustration that came through from her, uh, afterwards was just, yeah, like kudos to to her for that performance. It was, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. She was freaking phenomenal. Um, and I just, yeah, fucking just love that line when, you know, the, when the bank is like, you know, I can't, even though like, even though Sam's given this proof of, of, of finance and, and says he's done research and says that they shouldn't be able to qualify for And the fact that he now works for the government. And now he's working for the Air Force and all that stuff. So he has proof of income, he says. and But the bank's like, well, you know, we 
with everyone coming back, we can't really, you know, magically solve everyone's problems and, and give people loans and stuff. It, things are different. And, you know, thing, things have tightened. And then then the sister's like, funny how things always tighten around us. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yes, let's get into the racial issues of this because, damn. Yeah, scratching yeah. the surface. I, yeah. I reckon oh, they're probably yeah. not going to dive right into it. No. Uh, thinking if they're just going to scratch the surface of, of like the racial tension, uh, yeah. and that's something that we haven't seen in a Marvel film, so no. I, I reckon it would be really great if they if they probably delve into a bit more. Considering I do have theories of what what what's going to happen uh, of mm. this of this show, and I re- really applaud them to actually like you know sometimes sometimes you have to rip that bandaid off. It's like yeah, reason there are reasons. Yeah, there are reasons, and I and uh, I think too it speaks to the you know the kind of overall theme of this episode of like you know talking about the times that we're in and how Sam at the start's like you know we need you know a hero for the time we're in, and then the guy at the end when he unveils the new cap, yeah, he's like we need we need a new hero for you know, so it's just it's just all kind of connecting, and that this this these racial issues that they're starting to tackle are definitely going to play in to the yeah. introduction of the new Captain America. Um, we need a new hero. We need a new white guy. Yeah. Right. From royalty. Because, you know, Goatee Khan and, and Kurt Russell. Yes, I know! <laughs> How cool is that? Like, God, I had no idea he even existed. And From now- Ego... From Ego himself. Ego, the living planet, <laughs> does have a son. Um, <laughs> it's not one of those skeletons at the bottom of that pit. It's a it's a flesh and blood human being who you know we'll get to see more of in the episodes to come. Um, yeah, Mike, <laughs> Mike, did you have anything you wanted to add about the 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 sequence at the at the bank or any 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 thoughts oh. on the the banter between Sam and Sarah? I really enjoy it. Um, mm. uh, I didn't expect. I didn't expect um, them to actually go like right back to to their sort of origins as well, and I'm also talking about Bucky as well, where yeah. where we we know they're going to get together, and it's like this buddy cop movie, and and uh, I think it's really really cool that they didn't start off together at the same time. We're sort of building towards that thing, and yeah, Bucky's sort of screen, screening uh, Sam's calls. Which is very interesting on on Bucky's side, but I think it's really cool that they're they're, they're making this more grounded. They're making this more um, more relatable to to what's what, what people have have well people have family and there's always always that struggle. Um, who who's who's the sort of uh, who, who's going to be that matriarch or the patriarch uh, of the family? Considering your your mother, uh, your mum and dad are gone, and they left you this, uh, left you the family business, which is also also a burden, and it's also uh, um, it's also the opposite to a burden, and I can't think of it right now. Um, blessing, and, yeah, blessing. There we go. I don't like blessings. <laughs> <laughs> And and so considering what Sarah had to go through, um, be, being the si- single mum to a couple of kids five five years without anyone, without Sam, and 
I can't remember if they state, stated this, but maybe they'll state it later on in the series that she was like, um, it would it would be interesting if she was like the younger sister, but after the five years, she's now the older sister because because Sam didn't age. Yeah, like that 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 would be pretty cool if I was thinking that like she always had to look after. Uh, she was always looked after. Uh, Sam always looked after her because she was the younger sister and all, and and all that. But now she has to grow, and now Sam's back. He's trying to like become the older bro- brother that he was, but it's it's not working. And and also what what's been happening with uh, the Captain America symbol is like, uh, am I am I good enough for this? I need to be good enough for my family as well. And it's and it's all those conundrums that I'm I'm really interested in watching. And yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, so you brought up Bucky, so we should probably switch gears and talk about him because he's. The... Yeah, I'm good at these segues, aren't I? Yeah, very, very good at them. Uh, yes. So Bucky's uh, in an interesting place uh, where where we meet up with him um, and. Uh... <laughs> I I I was God just seeing seeing the um the sort of I mean he was having a dream but you know flashback if you will to his time as a Winter Soldier was was it kind of kind of tripped me up a second because I was like oh God what's happened has he reverted That's exactly how I yeah. felt I was like wait <laughs> what's going on what is he doing <laughs> Yeah because like you know we know Zemo's in this show and so my brain for a moment was like. Oh shit! Has he gotten a hold of you know? Does he have? Mm. Does he have the Winter Soldier book back? Is he is he using the words to 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 you know activate him again? But no, it was it was something that was in the past, and it, he was it was a bad dream he was having because he was remembering and because he's still, you know, obviously coming to grips with all the horrible things he's done because you know while he's back to being Bucky again, he still remembers everything he did over the course of you know decades uh you know in the name of hydra um so i i really love the way that this episode explored explored that and how he's trying to make amends and reintegrate into the world as a civilian and just get on with life and try and you know build relationships and friendships and he's not very good at opening up especially with his therapist that therapist scene was so good (laughs) it's like have you been having nightmares no I can tell that when you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was great. I yeah. really love the therapist. And every time she got the notebook out and he was like, that's passive aggressive. <laughs> freaking note. You're getting out the freaking notebook And then she turns around and she's like, well, if you're not going to tell if you're going to talk to me, I'm going to write right. notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and I do, I do like the way that they, um, like it was an expositional scene as well. Because they showed yeah, us the way that they framed this, like that that scene in in, mm. in the in in therapy. It's literally just like half their faces most most of the time. It's I or most of the time it's half of Bucky's face, and then it's kind of like a a headshot of the therapist. Yeah, and it's sort of like a back and forth in that sense. And that was a really interesting sort of way that it decided to frame them in that scene. Um, it makes you feel uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Like a <laughs> it li- does. It's, it's like a little invasive. Mm. Yes, it is. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and it's good because then you get, you get these really close-up shots and then you get these super wide shots. Mm, yeah. Um, as well in the room. But, um, but no, it's expositional in the way of, you know, showing us that, you know, Bucky has this book and he has it's filled with names of all these people that uh, you know he affected in one way or another when he was Winter Soldier, and you know as part of his um, pardon, um, he's in therapy and he's you know reaching out to these people in some form or another and trying to you know correct the damage that he did. And um, that I thought that sequence was very funny when they're talking about the different rules of making amends and. What you do and don't do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what that and sequence. And his contradictory That sequence way was great. Of going about making these amends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that was awesome. And he's like, not even just in that scene, but la- you know, later on in the when he's on on the date, like his half-assed attempt is, uh, attempts at smiling throughout this whole thing. It just made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> like, Sebastian Stan did such a great job. Yeah. Um, I thought. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. And just the, the heartbreaking way that it was revealed that the old man was the father of the, the, the man he killed as Winter Soldier in that, in the dream he had. Yeah. That was, I mean, I, yeah, I realized it a few, uh, a few minutes before the the scene where you see the shrine in his room and uh, in his apartment and stuff, but yeah, it was. Oh, very... I didn't. It didn't click for me because uh, I was just nah. like, ah, oh, that was something completely different. And then as soon as I saw the picture, I, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and now and Bucky's just having having to come to terms with the fact that he's gonna have to tell him at some point. That was heartbreaking though when he's like. Mid, you know, he was mid date with the waitress, and then, uh, and then is, is just storms out, leaves, like, dude, who just up and leaves a date. <laughs> well, I said this in my video, but I blame her for bringing it up in the first place. I'm like, who, who mentions that during a date? Like something that sad and depressing. I mean, I don't know. I don't oh, know. the fact that they kind of know each other in a sense. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah, which is what I also said in my video. Like, <laughs> I guess you can kind of reason it that way, but. But yeah, like it was very heartbreaking to mm. just the look on Bucky's face when he faces him, and like I'm pretty sure he went there to tell him, right? Like that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. But then after seeing that little shrine, he just he couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, what did you think of of the beginning to Bucky in this show? Um, kind of cool. The sort of um, uh, it sort of makes sense of where Bucky is at, at this present time. Because you know, he... D- like, we haven't really had that uh, redemption story. I mean, I mean, after Winter Soldier, he just packed up and le- left to Wakanda. So so he was just just a hermit, basically, at the, at the end of it. And he hasn't really um, found a connection with pretty much the outside world. He was just... He was just closed in, and yeah, he was basically a fugitive. And it, it, and yeah, it's cool that he got a pardon. Um, considering why is he pardoned is also another question as well. Yeah, because yeah. You only, get, you only get pardons from from um, presidents, and that may that might come up. 
in a, in a later episode. But in order for him to progress, he has to, has to do all these things. And a, he has a list of people who have wronged him and also a, a list of people that he has wronged. So it's going so it's going to be very interesting later down the track of what what's uh, which way he goes uh, and how many they uh, how many they knocks off. Um, that will be int- uh, with his introduction. I really enjoyed the the the, the filming of the um, the uh, the uh, therapist's scene and. Um, I was a bit, a little bit concerned because you know ther- therapy scenes in TV shows is ne- never really goes well. It's usually what people th- think a therapist does, and there's only a handful of uh, good representations of what what therapy does. And it's kind of cool that they're going down this road that that she knows him enough, and she's also in in the army and she states that I've only seen like a slither of the stuff that you've seen so um, it's really good to have having that relationship with your therapist and coming off what happens in the trailer she does uh, she she does come up again uh, especially where <laughs> especially in that beautiful scene where they where uh, Bucky and, and Sam are do, doing the uh, pissing contest of who who can not blink, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, that that would be interesting of having all three in that scene, and and hopefully that I, I I'll, um, I'll be up for those scenes. If even if there's one, it should be a couple. <laughs> and, and mind you, there are only six episodes, and yeah, that was my good ramble. What about nice? You? That was a great ramble. Um... Yeah, so only six episodes, so the story is going to move along fairly quickly. Um, And, yeah, I know we got introduced to, I think, what are going to be the overarching villains of the the show, the Flag Smashers, Um, which is such an interesting name. I'm glad it's a comic book reference because otherwise I was like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. (laughs) Like, I would have called them, I would have called them Flag Burners, but but that's just me. But... um, but I don't know. I feel like they're they're very well motivated. Um, a different different kind of aspect of of uh, life during the blip. The fact that these people were really enjoying the fact that humanity was kind of coming together and borders were being like all the borders were down and we're yeah. all like coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unity, like true unity amongst humanity. Like that's really really noble in a way. Um, you know, and it's a really good thing to come out of awful tragedy that you know what the blip was um but now they've you know everything's trying to go back to normal they're they're you know fiercely against that and uh rebelling rebelling and 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 launching these kind of i don't know attacks so far i suppose like those this one was like a bank robbery of some kind steal it stealing mm-hmm. money and but you know they're probably going to use that to further their agenda and um so yeah, the fact that we didn't see Zemo in this episode makes me think that maybe he's involved with them somehow, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell where he's going to come into it at this point, because my my two theories are he's either tied to the Flag Smashers or he's tied to uh, New Captain America, so mm. in some form. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, that main that that main character 
from the flag smashes that came through with the bags mm-hmm. that just jumps out of a window from the second story. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a hell of a threat. At the, yeah. At the, amount, the amount of power that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at the fact that, you know, just that one little kick that he gave to one of the, to, to someone sending them across the road yeah. into a, into a light post. Yeah. Um, was, that was intense. Um, and just seeing him smash, uh, Lieutenant Taurus's I know. face with his foot. And I'm like, Oh no. Didn't appreciate that. No. I yeah. thought he had a broken back. Oh yeah, being yeah picked up and thrown down. Being yeah, picked up and thrown to the ground. Slammed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, he would have definitely been very winded after that, um, especially from that guy being so powerful. Yeah. Um, and then curb stomped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was intense. Uh, I I feared for his life. <laughs> yes, I think we all did. <laughs> we all did. Mm. Yes, Mike. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the flag smashes? <laughs> Such a cool name. I don't know what you're talking about, Kendall. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, not to bring the world the real world into this, but it's much more better than ISIS. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a lot. You better. know, a fe- it's a female name. Um, and yeah, uh, as you said, noble. You know, bring that bring down the borders uh, as well. You know, we're we're. As as a world, where it's the new world order, uh, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not just a conspiracy theory, uh, which is kind of cool because we got to see the all-seeing eye in the credits as well. Um, yeah, uh, the flag smashes. The, uh, the it's a I don't know uh, a domestic terrorist group maybe I, I don't know they have yeah really international terrorist done- group yeah. Yeah, they haven't really done much. Just steal, steal gold from from a bank. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's uh, not really much much to say about them just yet. I suppose. No, um, good intentions, but just want to see how far how far they go with their with their beliefs. I mean, mm. as I as I I've said this before, but one one man's. Um, one man's freedom fighter is another another man's terrorist. So, yeah. And, and considering what they did, uh, considering what happens at the start of start of the show of, um, the uh, Sam ne- needs to do what he needs to do before they cross over to the borders of Libya. Yeah. And it's and it's it sort of goes well if you're a flag smasher, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. No. So he, so so bring 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 the borders down. Bring bring, so bring bring down the um, wall. Yes. I'm gonna build a wall. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> no. no, no. All right. Before we wrap up our chat, I think the other big thing to talk about is the introduction of John Walker, U.S. agent, the new Captain America, at the end of the episode. Um, the new and improved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, went, and everyone went, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> the internet collectively was like, nope, this guy. Um, the memes that have come out so far are quite fantastic. There was even this really good Harry Potter one that, you know, showed showed him, you know, 
standing there, that grin on his face, like waving to the crowd. And then underneath is a picture of Harry Potter saying, how dare you stand where he stood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. He's um, not even dead yet. He's not even... <laughs> well, he's that's living the... on the moon. Yeah. Apparently. That was... Yeah, no. Uh, that was... Did you fly up to the moon? That was very funny. The fact that, and it kind of, but kind of annoyed me as well. My, I mean, of course they were going to keep Steve's, uh, you know, whereabouts a mystery, whether or not he's dead or he's alive. Clearly, mm. the public has no idea that he, uh, you know, they may know he traveled back in time. They may not, but they have no idea that he stayed there and is now an old man. So, um, yeah. that that well, was he's... interesting. But frustrating. He's president now, and that's why Bucky got. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that'd be fucking hilarious if they actually did that. That would be so good. Um, But yes, John Walker. um, Yeah, this I did. Wasn't this one of the things we discussed on our prediction episode last week? The fact that you know Sam, like the U.S. government, wasn't going to let Sam Wilson, a black man, be Captain America, and they're going to yeah. It was like, yeah, it was either you, Mike, or, or I feel like I remember saying something similar just because it just it seems very, you know, timely um, for, you know, the current political climate of, you know, especially in America. And uh, and the way that governments are portrayed in, in the MCU as being shady motherfuckers, um, yeah, not surprised at all to see that they've decided to, uh, you know... Take advantage of the fact that they're in possession of the shield and uh, yes. gi- give give the give America a new hero. Um, so disrespectful, though. Like just yeah. straight off the bat, not just to Sam, but to Steve Rogers. Exactly, um, and very very frustrating. Um, they couldn't just give him a different name. They couldn't let leave Captain America behind and just give him a different superhero yeah. name. Like, come on. Yeah, because like. Steve, you know, and this big thing is discussed in the episode, like Steve Rogers was Captain America. He was a huge part of why that symbol and why that mantle means so much to so many people and what it represented and and all of that and why Sam felt he couldn't, you know, accept uh, because he just, you know, didn't think he was worthy of it. And so for them to just pick this guy, plaster him in this role and put the same name on him, like that's not... It's not the same thing. Like, I get what you're trying to do. And look, maybe maybe the go- this government, either they're in cahoots with bad guys, which is one theory I have, or they're just honestly trying to do the, the, the righteous thing post the blip. Like, have this, have this guy that people can look up to because, you know, Steve Rogers inspired hope yeah. in, in people. Yeah. And, and so maybe they're trying to hold on to some of that um, and, you know, bring some, I don't know, I, yeah, for literally, for lack of a better word, bring some hope back yeah. into into society by having this hero around, yeah. who I'm guessing has powers, but we just don't know mm. at this point because we've we yeah we have really no idea beyond that. I know. What do you what do you guys think? How did you feel about this reveal and or and just watching Sam react to it as well? I was definitely very offended. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's so it's so offensive. Yeah, as soon because I was like, oh, don't don't do. They were ha- when they were introducing the new Captain America, and he was sort of reeling off this speech 
that the that he had, and I was just like, oh, please don't, no, please don't. And it sucks because it's the same bloody guy at the start of the movie, start of the episode, who was like, you did the right thing, Sam. Thank you for donating the shield to the museum. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then turn around and be like, I think what was it like the next day or something like that? Or I don't oh, know. It's I probably only a couple of days later. Yeah, yeah. like. All of a sudden, just be like, "All right, it's been in the museum long enough. Let's take it out again. Let's take the shield back. Um, we're going to use it now." Uh, you're from the from the Smithsonian, Smithsonian and I'm yeah. just like, "Why would you do that? That is very offensive." <laughs> it belongs that, in a museum. It does. <laughs> Either that, or Sam just needs to really get to it and be like, "No, it's mine." <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, he's technically gonna... it is. Yeah. Yeah, but because, he donated because... it, so. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I thought with a mister a mysterium, oh, I can't even say the word. I said it right first time. Mistodian. Uh, Mister Mister Stodian. Um, <laughs> it's like a temporary um uh, thing, and and when it's finished, it, um all the. Or the memorabilia, or whatever the the artifacts, or whatever they're called, uh, go back to the original owners and all that. <laughs> Excuse me, and and that would be Sam. But if he did like um, offered it up, then he has no claim for it, quote unquote. So grey area, and obviously they took advantage of that. It's like oh, we need we need a symbol. Essentially, it's. It's uh, the first Captain America. It's the first Avenger all over again, where the symbol is more important than the actual person itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the things I said last week was the fact that they're going to be using U.S. Agent to, you know, be this show pony the way that Steve Rogers was initially in, yeah. in the first Avenger. Yeah, for sure. What is he going to do? Punch the Mandarin? <laughs> yeah, maybe. My God, I'd laugh so hard if it was literally like a cardboard cutout of Thanos or something. Yeah, <laughs> or like a guy dressed as Thanos and he's punching him, and maybe he's holding Mjolnir while he's doing it. Oh no! <laughs> like I don't want it, but I want it. Oh, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I would have flipped the table if that. Were <laughs> it's too tacky. <laughs> Not just yeah. tacky. That's just you, people got really offended when when he turned up at the end of that. But if they did something like that, oh, fuck. oh yeah, controversy. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I would have lost my fucking shit. It's like, oh no. yeah, yeah. I know. I know it was corny, but I I was in I was in the cinema when that happened, and everyone. I mean, fucking everyone cheered the fuck out of that scene. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was one of the best moments of probably of and my every life. T- <laughs> yes, and every time I need to cheer me up, I always go to YouTube where they have audience reactions, and it's always that scene. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where the where the audio it's it's almost non <laughs> it's almost un unrecognizable because it was so fucking loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but that would be but, yeah, it would be such a douchebag thing to do. But it, so it would kind of line up with what they're kind of leaning towards. But I yeah, yeah. maybe maybe if they're if they're 
you know, that, but that was Steve Rogers, not Captain America. Maybe they'll spin it, so maybe they won't do that. I don't know. But anyway. And also, the, and also, does the public know what really happened? I mean, they didn't well, really speci- yeah. specify time travel, so. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know. We really don't know the full extent of what uh, the public knows about the fight, like the battle and how everything went down. So they, they know about Thanos, but they probably don't know about, like, you know, the fact that Captain America can lift Mjolnir or the way Tony Stark died, maybe, or the fact that they did time travel at all. Mm. Um, like, it'd be interesting to see how they explained how Natasha Romanoff died then if they can't, because if they can't talk about time travel, then they can't talk about how she died, so. Well, technically, she's a fugitive, so they don't really care. That's the last time we sort of saw her, she was on the run. Yeah, well, if, 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 if fucking Bucky Barnes can get a pardon, then I think Natasha Romanoff would have gotten a posthumous pardon. Yeah, maybe. From the president. But as, as I said, um, Steve Rogers is, is the president now. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I love that. He really is. It's fantastic. Um, cool. Well, um, any, I don't think we have much else to discuss. Is there a yes, Fulia? I just wanted to sort of mention the fact that from this whole, from this whole episode... The difference in between the Sam scenes to the Bucky scenes, how Bucky's scenes were a lot darker um, compared to Sam, and Sam was a bit more brighter. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense because even when they're together, you know, Bucky's the more serious one. Mm, you mm. know, Sam's the quippy one. Yeah, so. but I just like the way that they've sort of interweaved that into the episode, and it and it flows really well. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. in the way that mm. they've decided to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, uh, do you reckon they're going to meet up face to face next episode? Um, I reckon they would. Yeah, I feel I feel like they they will because especially since the therapist mentioned to Sam mm. saying that mentioned to uh, Bucky. sorry Bucky saying that Sam had called. So yeah. much, but he's just not been answering. Ignoring him, yeah. yeah. So maybe in the next Wait. one he'll be like, "Okay, I want to meet up." Maybe, yeah. Yeah. He probably doesn't know how his phone works because he is a hundred and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he using a flip phone? Probably. He's using a flip phone. <laughs> probably. He's old. Or maybe it's not that he wants to meet up with Sam. Maybe it's a there's going to be a particular circumstance that brings them together. I think so. Yeah. Like, I feel mm. like it's going to be a convergence of both of their storylines that, yeah, unites them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be cool to see. Maybe it'll probably just add to his, um, add to his depression, maybe, because uh, out of everyone uh, that Bucky had, quote-unquote, friends with was... Was Steve? Uh, was Steve? And yeah. now he's out of the picture. The ne- next person would be Sam. But mm. yeah, I th- I think it would probably bring too much stuff, too much baggage to j- just deal with that. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm sort of I'm yeah I'm probably sort of leaning towards that that he that he's he was by himself. Now he's by himself again. And it's like well I need to get through this by myself because no. No one, no one else knows what's what's going on with me because I am a hundred and six, and and the last hundred, uh, last person who was over a hundred actually knows what I'm going through, is no longer with us. Basically, um, either dead or president, we don't know. <laughs> but but um, dear, uh, I reckon he's dealing with some serious shit now. Yeah, and. and 
it's something that he need, needs to deal with, considering he's going through his list, and he, yeah. pro- he probably just wants to get through this list before he starts connecting with pe- with people. And mm. and Sam would be the be- best one out of the Avengers, because because of the relationship with Steve as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's such a good point because that's probably one of the big reasons why. Bucky's been ignoring Sam, maybe, because, you know, he's a big... If, if Steve actually is dead, um, you know, he's a big reminder of of his best friend and, you know, someone he um, probably misses a great deal. And, you know, um, and so that just, you know, probably seeing Sam would make Bucky just feel terrible because he can't see his best friend anymore kind of thing. Like, yeah, so there's that kind of connection. So that's a really good point, Mike. That's, yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Probably something that they'll explore next week, I imagine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's going to get, it's going to get heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heavier yeah. than the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Heavier, <laughs> yeah, yes, heavier than the Snyder Cut. Yes. That's a good point. Uh, all right. I think that might do it for our uh, discussion, Popcorn Culture. Yep. Uh, episode one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, New World Order. Hope you guys liked that chat. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. One world, one life, run reason. Ah, uh, oh, is, is that Queen? The all-seeing eye. Yes, the all-seeing eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see triangles everywhere. Illuminati. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, no, no, no. You said Illuminati. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to check in with What's Up with Fred. Uh, for me, it is this lovely podcast you're currently listening to. It is also a uh, segue from Falcon Winter Soldier, my non-script rambling series with uh, me, t- me rambling to the camera about my thoughts so uh, there's a few things I didn't say in the podcast that you can find in the video. Uh, most of it's very similar though, so feel fr- but please feel free to go watch it. It's I like I have a good time doing a chat to myself and discussing, uh, theorizing on the fly. Um, so that's good, and there'll be those episodes will be coming out weekly. Uh, and yeah, speaking of podcasts, not that that was a podcast, but whatever. This is a podcast. Good enough. Um, Wayne and I uh, reunited for Fred Watch, another Fearsome Friday episode, where we uh, reviewed Friday the 13th Part 3. Cool. Um, So please go and listen to that. It was a really great discussion. We had a very good time. Um, And I won't say whether or not I liked or disliked the movie, because that would just ruin it. So, (laughs) um, but yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and we're going to be continuing these specials throughout the year. So stay tuned for more on the Fred Watch Fearsome Friday front. That's a lot of Fs. I love it. <laughs> Alliteration is my jam. Fulia has the the Foolish Fuji stuff going. Uh it's pretty much the same at the moment. Just streaming as per usual, four days a week, and also um, doing the uh, videos on YouTube as well. If you want to go check those out. Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, still continuing with that, uh, so, and then I'm really enjoying it, um, and yeah, just gonna continue with, with that, mm-hmm. for now, 
Um, this particular week coming up, we will be uh, starting our recording for the monthly. Yes, we're gonna, gonna going do back to Fred stuff. Do another. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's that time of the month. It is. <laughs> we're gonna do another uh, compare. Compare? Is it, no, convince. 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 I'm getting tired. Convince uh, to watch a film. Uh, podcast, mm-hmm. so that's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to do these uh, a bit more on the regular now. Yes, yes, because people seem to be enjoying them, yes. and we're enjoying them, so why not keep it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we get to really watch good. movies that we've never seen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's a win for everyone. Yeah. Yes. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just can't look at him and expect. <laughs> he was saying something. Was he? He was. No, I was agreeing with you. I was like, yes, it was very, it was very good. I do like those segments on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Okay, thank you. And that is all. But not really, because Mike, what's yes. going? Yes, and, what, and also, what? and also, Kendall, I did listen to to uh, the Fred watch, and it was very, very, very good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen those films in ages, and it okay. makes me feel like I need to watch them again. Oh, okay. There's there's stuff that you'd forgotten that we mentioned. Yeah, little bits. It's like, oh yeah, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not to spoil it. No spoilers. But Jason won. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> when are you guys gonna do a Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> So am I. So am I. We will be doing the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, but I'm not going to say when. Oh. But we, we are. <laughs> but we are doing it. So. Yeah. Yes. Pro- probably when I when I do my little sneaky trips up to up to Melbourne or across Melbourne or wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna, I'm, just, I'm, I'm I'm gonna sneak in and say. You're doing it without me? (laughs) (laughs) How very dare you. How very dare. How very dare. Uh, So, what am I doing? Nothing. What about you, Kendall? (laughs) How's The Sopranos going? Yeah, The Sopranos is going good. I'm I'm actually sort of watching, like, a lot of things different at the same, same time. Uh, because uh, I, di- I rejigged my order of stuff that I'm going to be watching, and yeah, hopefully it'll be it'll be good. <laughs> I reckon it's going to be good because it looks like a lot of fun, and I like having fun. And good, that's okay. pretty much all I can say. Say really, uh, housewise, uh, we have a slab of concrete. Yay. And we have and we have a a house skeleton. So you got frames. And, yeah, we got frames. Uh, we haven't got a roof yet, but we do have windows. You know what? You said house skeleton, and I thought of an actual like. Is there some kind of like tradition where you put an actual skeleton on the slab for good luck? Like that's literally what I thought you meant. That's how tired I am. Um, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sleeping. What, what is um, this fucking poltergeist? We've got, we've got dead bodies in the ground? I mean, not an actual, actual skeleton. I meant, like, you know, a fake one. 
how did how did you know they were actually we're, we're actually building our house on a discarded cemetery? Yeah, <laughs> my nerves. You things. moved the tombstones, but you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> you didn't move the bodies, did you? <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Anyway, that is a good film. It is you a great like film. It, you would like it, fool, yeah? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Poltergeist. Oh no, thank you. No. Spielberg was involved. I don't care. <laughs> but it was directed by the guy who made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, thank you. <laughs> Toby Hooper. Not for me. Not for you, no. And it's, no, you and it's like one it. of those cursed films. It Mm-mm. is. Mm-mm. But it's... Nope. They're here. Nobody, nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. You know, Peeves the poltergeist. He's a poltergeist. It was, it's a fun film. It's a family and film. And moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Well, I look forward to uh, when you start recording some uh, scr- TV on Scratch-Off yes. videos, Michael. Yes. Um, so and, and also some extra scratchings. Yes, <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> Watch all about it. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, cool. Watch me scratch. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. We good? We yes, done? We're, we're done. It's it? Yep. That's the show? Yep. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Cool. Woo! All right. Nice. Nice. And a one. And a two. And a three. That, that was, was a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yeah. And Jesse. a one. And a two. And a two. remember to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter for future podcasts and fred the alien follow us on our soundcloud spotify or apple podcasts Uh, and for fred the alien merchandise uh, go to my website freddthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our red bubble apparel home decor bags and stationery with our unique fred the alien designs by our talented team Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was a Fred plug. Yeah, it was. Yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulio Cantaramaggio. And I've been going around in circles. I wonder if this will pick up. Probably not. That's going to be fun to edit. That was great. Oh, I'm going to hear you. Ah, ah. <laughs> I think that was the idea. <laughs> In my ears. In your ears, yes. <laughs> and you you've just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Well, I'm just going to nip this in the bud now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you very much. Remember to eat beef. Thank you very much, Munchies. Yes. Fred- Freddy lives in your <laughs> dreams. Yes, he does. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Yeah, do it. And remember to look at that. Look at look look at us. Look at <laughs> look at look us up <laughs> on the YouTube. Yes. Look. Yeah. On the socials. On the socials. And, yeah. and podcasting platforms. Which we yeah. mentioned in the plot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Google fucking users. 
Yes, we're on Google too. Yes. And, and, and see.